Last week, Inja quit in your head. Now we're back together. Misunderstanding, didn't understand. It doesn't matter. Now we're back together again. La 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 la. Couldn't split up Hall and Nash. That's true. Couldn't split up Tango and Cash. That's also true. This is a song of exalted joy because we only came to kick some ass. Rock the heady verse and kick some ass. What we gonna do? Better think fast. Like the past. And never coming last. We'll throw a big old cast, y'all. And everyone is invited to the cast. And everyone, you're all invited to the podcast. Come on, intro. One time, come on. Hit it up. All right, and we're back here once again at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. I'm the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, the most honest man in all of podcasting. Handsome Jackie Jones, off my right hand man, my audio soulmate, and the enforcer of the Headyverse. One inch biceps, the power goat. Bah! <laughs> How about that, Jack? Huh? I'm very proud of you. Very powerful Thank tonight. You. I yes. know, I know. I'm pumped. Good, good. We're both pumped because tonight, and he's probably wondering right now why he's here after that intro, but we're mm-hmm. joined by the innovator of the selfie himself. WCW personality legend, Sonny Ono. It's very good to have you here. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, so, are you sure they're talking about his one-inch bicep or something else? Uh-oh. Mm. Some other I, body parts, or are we just talking about his bicep? I, I, I can assure you, they are talking about the biceps. No. Oh. But, but it's only one inch? I, mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. I don't understand, you know. I'm, I'm used to hanging around with Scott Steiner. He's <laughs> got massive biceps, so I, you know, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always took it as like if you call like a really tall guy shorty, it's like oh, okay. I assume okay. he's just massive. So it's a reverse psychology mm-hmm. kind of thing going exactly. on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll bite. Right. So yeah, so do you want to watch out for the intro? Don't get, don't pick a fight with him. All right. All right. Well, I'm not <laughs> picking a fight with nobody. I don't know. <clears throat> He's a karate champion. I'm not. I'm not messing with Sonny Ono. It's true. Well, you know, he's better to be has been than never was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at that, but it made me laugh. By the way, I really like your new caricature uh, that you have oh, on yeah, the shirts yeah. and stuff. It's really well done. Yeah, those are real legit cartoonists from uh, Hollywood. Uh, I worked with a guy named by Gary Jackson, who has uh, Lucha Otaku. Uh, uh, it's uh, a management company. Um, works a lot with uh, uh, artists, uh, uh, illustrators, artists, musicians, and and professional wrestlers. So uh, mm-hmm. I work with that group, and uh, yeah, they came up with that stuff for me. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, before we talk about WCW stuff, what are what are you up to currently? 
I am uh, this. I'm on twenty second day of self quarantine. There, well, yes, I guess we all yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Where are you guys located now? I'm in Massachusetts. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you're still on the sticks, right, Massachusetts? I mean, you don't have a lot of population density there, do you? Uh, not where I am. I'm on Cape Cod, so it's a pretty small town. Yeah, uh, I yeah, like. Cape I still Cod. go for my walks, and uh, I nor like yesterday I didn't run into anyone. Today was it's a really nice day out, so I saw maybe about five people out and about. But nice. uh, keeping the social nice. distances and everything like that. But uh, interest in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, West Virginia! But I can tell you a story about West Virginia. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> Back in the WCW days, holy bucket. <laughs> What yeah. was it like? What was what was W? What was the WV like back in the WCW days? Well, you know, we we would do we would go on a tour. You know, we, we'd be on the road, and uh, you know, we go through um, West Virginia was was one of the places that, that we drove through, and and uh, usually do nitro or whatever wherever we were. I mean, it's it's kind of blurred back in the days. But mm. I remember uh, Kaz Hayashi, um, uh, who. I was with uh, just a few months ago in Japan. Um, you know, he was the president of Russell One because they closed, they 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 shut down now. Mm-hmm. But um, of course, Katayashi was one of the wrestlers from Japan um, uh, during the WCW days because he went on to to WWE and and uh, worked there for a few years. Then went to all Japan and got together with Great Muda and was working at Russell One. But you know, he was still a young man. You know, in his early twenties. And, um, uh, you know, he didn't speak English very well, but there was, there was, there was, uh, I, I don't want to go into a little detail cause I don't know how graphic I can get on your show. Oh, you can say anything you like on the show. So as, lo- okay. as graphic as you would like to get, it's fine. <laughs> well, what happened was, um, we, uh, it was, uh, it was Perry Saturn, myself and Kaz Hayashi. And, it, and I'm saying this for the first time, probably. Uh, Kaz knows about it, but you know, this is the first time, and probably on, on a wrestling audience, I'm telling this story. So, do you guys have exclusive? Uh, exactly. um, if you ever talk to Kaz Hayashi, you can tell him, and he, he'll 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 tell you about or Perry Saturn. But what happened was, we were out after the show, you know, probably after, around midnight. We went we went to a few of the bars in West Virginia. I can't remember the name of the town, but. Uh, we're at the club, and, you know, it was getting late, and there wasn't a lot of people around, and, and there was this girl that was really staring at our table. And, and um, you know, it was, it was, it was the average-looking young lady, but I don't think she had all the oars in the water. You know, she was, like, missing a couple of oars. And <laughs> she didn't say anything, but she kept looking at Cass. So I said... And, you know, Kaz can't communicate, so I, I, I approached the girl, and I said, Hey, do you, do you want to dance with my buddy here, my friend? And she, she just nodded. She didn't say anything. She just kind of nodded, and I went, Uh-oh, this could be bad. But anyway, I said, Well, what the hell? You know, we're on the road. Um, so I said, Kaz, go out there and dance with her. So he reluctantly did, and he says, Oh, sunny son, I go out and, you know, you're on the road. You're having fun. Go out and have fun. So... So uh, uh, he's out there dancing with her, and Perry gets a phone call from uh, Raven and, and, and the rest of the WCW guys and says, hey, we're at such and such a club. Come on over. So uh, uh, I tell Kaz, I say, hey, we're going to be going. And he says, Sunny-san, don't, don't leave me here in Japanese. And I, I, and I tell the girl, 
do you know this club that we're going to? And she she nodded again, didn't say a word, she kind of nodded. I thought, man, you know, she's definitely not, <laughs> not all there. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, uh, maybe she was, you know, mentally handicapped. I'm not sure. But that, that's kind of my, you know, that's kind of how I remember it. Yeah. And I said, well, can you bring my buddy so he doesn't get lost? And, and what happened was we went to the next club, and, of course, they showed up. And, uh, and, and, uh, I, I, I said to, uh, you know, I'm trying to help out my little, you know, non English speaking young man. And a Kaz is a real good looking guy. If you look up Kaz, I ask you, you're a handsome guy. So, uh, uh, I, I, and, you know, and she might've been a wrestling fan. She knew, she might've known who he was, but, and, uh, um, I said, uh, I said, Hey, um, uh, I said, Hey Kaz, I, I think she really likes you. And and Kaz says, uh, uh, so I, I don't know. I, you know, I said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, I said, you're not a virgin, are you? He said, well, no, but I said, I've never been with an American girl. I said, well, you know, she's not that American. She's from West Virginia. So I said, <laughs> I, I said, I said, well, you know, oh. I said, you might, you might, you might get lucky here. Uh-huh. And, and, and here's what, here's what happened. I forgot. So back in the days, all the wrestlers had to pay for their own hotel room, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was an officer of the company, so company always paid for my hotel room. And whoever I was with, you know, whether it was, it was Ultimate Dragon or or uh, Tenzan or whoever, on on you know, whether it was Jushin Thunder Liger or whoever, you know, I said, hey, you guys don't have to pay for your room. You know, most of the hotel rooms have two beds. If you don't mind, I said, you know, you're welcome to stay in my room and save some money. And, of course, Kaz was, you know, he wasn't making a lot of money. So I said, you know, I always let him stay in my room. And I forgot all about that. So, you know, all the boys and me and we're egging him on. says, hey, take, you know, take her back. You're going to get lucky, Kaz. You know, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, so, so, you know, bar is closing. Kaz takes off with the girl. And I'm thinking, holy shit, you know, he's going to get lucky. And I forgot that he was staying in my room. <laughs> so, so as we we pulled up to Holiday Inn, and as I get in the lobby, I see the uh, elevator door closing, and I see Kaz and a girl going up to the room. At that point, I realized, oh shit, he's staying in my room. <laughs> ah crap! So I gave him like fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. I figured that was long. I figured that was long enough. So I go up to my room, knock on the door, open the door, and what I see is I see Kaz in the bed. And this girl is standing foot of the bed, fully closed. Uh-huh. And I thought, I said, Kaz, what's going on? I gave you enough time. He goes, well, sonny son, I don't know what to say. He talked to me in Japanese. And um, I saw I had to translate the whole, <laughs> whole, whole, whole thing. Uh-huh. I won't go into real detail, but, you know, like, hey, hey young lady. If you're going to do it, you can't do it from there, you know. <laughs> and and I, 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 I had to do the play-by-play. <laughs> and, 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 well, the funniest part of this whole thing was, so Kaz does his business. They get done with their business, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Kaz yells out, you know. And I'm, you know, lights off and, you know. And 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 uh, uh, once they got it going, they didn't need my help anymore. So, um, 
And, and Kaz said to me, he goes, Sonny's on. I'm finished. I go, Kaz, why the fuck are you telling me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tell the girl. I said, uh, so, you know. And and, and and a funny thing, another funny thing was that I said, what are you going to do now? She says, because I got up the next morning and she was still there. Uh-huh. I said, Kaz, what are you going to do? And she says, well, I don't know. I said, well, you, you know, because he was riding with me. I said, well, you can, you know, you, you know, you you can ride with me, but you're gonna have to tell her to go home. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that you know, whatever they said, their goodbye. We have our breakfast. We meet in the lobby. We're going to our next town, and it was Marriott. I remember, and and we walk into the lobby in the Marriott. Sure enough, the girl was waiting for him at the lobby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I said, so I tell Kaz, I said, Kaz, you're not standing in my room. You're gonna have to go across the street and get yourself another hotel room. Uh-huh. So, so I made him go get a hotel room. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want to go into deep wood there, but I had to tell you that. Stuff. that that's, oh. that's exclusive for you guys. Excellent, I appreciate that. That's yeah, story. Yeah, is. This sounds odd what we just said, but is that a, is that a reason you were put with like a lot of the Asian wrestlers? Not for that specifically, but to help uh, communicate. Like if they couldn't speak, yeah, English you know, or, I mean, you know, it's it's hard enough to be on the road, and you know, they, they need they need to go from town to town. A lot of time, a lot of the New Japan guys, you know, they will come in and 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 a company actually took care of them. But many times, you know, I was a translator, and you know, I make sure that you know they got what they need and, and, and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was, you know, that was my part of my job to, uh, um, you know, make sure that new Japan guys didn't have any, any issues. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think a lot of people know, but you were involved in WCW before you were an on air character. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I, I was, um, um, uh, Eric Bischoff called me one day, you know, cause we go back long ways in martial, martial art world. And asked me if um, you know how fluent my Japanese was still, and obviously I was born in Japan, um, and and so uh, um, he said, yeah. And and we went to Japan, not knowing, you know. He asked me, hey, uh, let's let's go to Japan and talk about because uh, we had a, we wanted to do some martial arts stuff because um, we have, both have background in kickboxing, and and he says, well, you know, if we get an opportunity, let's talk to new Japan guys about this kickboxing opportunity. And I want you to go to Japan with me, that kind of thing. So, so that's how I went. But when I got there, unbeknownst to me, Eric puts me in a spot that, uh, you know, because I got like four or five, you know, you can imagine Masa Saito, Ricky Choshu, Sagaguchi, uh, these, uh, you know, these Olympians. I mean, they're the meanest-looking Japanese guys you could probably pick out in the you know, lineup. Uh-huh. And, and they're looking at us like, you know, they want to kill us. I'm looking at Eric like, what the hell did you do to these people? You know, I thought for sure I was going to end up in, you know, Tokyo Bay, <laughs> floating, you know, face down. Mm-hmm. But as, and, 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 um, as I translate what Eric was saying to the, the Japanese, uh, you know, officers of Japan, it, you know, I'm translating here and this at the same time. And what happened is the prior management of WCW has taken like, between four hundred thousand to half a million dollars in a pay to be so that New Japan can use our talent, but they never sent any talent. Oh wow! Yeah, so they were you know reason they were, they were pretty pissed. They think you know mm-hmm. WCW have ripped them off for half a million dollars. 
Oh yeah. And and, and so, uh, but Merrick, uh, I mean Eric, Eric apologized and and said, hey, give us another chance. You know, the prior management's gone. I'm in charge. Um, you know, here's our talent that you guys can use. Let me make it up for you. And, you know, I'll, I'll, we need to establish a relationship. We want to have a friendly relationship with New Japan. And that's basically, you know, how thing went. And and uh, Mas Saito at that point says to me, well, who's going to be our contact person? Because communication is the real issue here, and we can never get your talent. And Eric, without a skipping beat, said, well, that'll be Sonny. You call Sonny. You know, I always take Sonny's call. So, uh, you know, you have a direct line to me, and he can, you know, he can translate whatever your request is, and I'll try to accommodate, you know, everything mm-hmm. we can, everything that, that you know, that possible. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, that's how I, Eric said, I said, I don't work for you. And he said, <laughs> you do now. <laughs> and, and basically, that's what I was. I was kind of like a liaison translator officer mm-hmm. for WCW. Yeah. Now, were you a wrestling fan? Did you like know well, my wrestling fan because I because I'm close with Eric. So when Eric was at AWA, you know, and M- Minneapolis was of course AWA territory. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were, you know, I live in about a hundred miles south of Minneapolis. So they would, you know, that's that's their television, you know, um, syndicated territory, and and they used to come down here about twice a year, and 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 uh, yeah. So you know, I used to watch their show on our local channel. Uh, Channel Three KIMT TV. Um, you know they they were they were they were in uh, Channel Five KSTP I think in Minneapolis would have Vern Gagne and you know of course all the big stars were there everybody from Hulk Hogan to you know um, Mean Gene um, everybody yeah oh Mean Gene all those guys came out of there you know mm-hmm. um, the Vashans the the, the um, you know I mean everybody right Brad Reagan's all those guys, um, you know, Rick Rude, you know, um, of course, the uh, Roll Warriors, they all came out of Minneapolis. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was a fan, but I had no idea what business, you know, what the, what the pro wrestling business was. Mm-hmm. None. You know, I'm just a casual television fan. So I jumped in with both my feet, and, and you know, yeah. next thing I knew, uh, New Japan wanted to, to introduce their talent into WCW. So um, at that point, they needed a mouthpiece. And so uh, Masa Saito, Jimmy Hart, you know, Kevin Sullivan, Eric Bischoff, those guys said, okay, you're going to be a manager, and this is what you need to do. And and, and develop that character that was Sonny Ono. Now, had you did, have you done, like, any, like... Um acting or any like uh performances before you know you're on tv as sunny ono yeah yeah because i competed in in martial arts and so i, I you know I, I actually i actually done some movies and, okay. and martial art movies you know mm-hmm. and um film one production out of out of uh, toronto canada and made some movie in hong kong and and uh got to do that so you know i've been on front of the camera before um you know with a script but not not nothing like professional wrestling, where yeah. you know a lot of the stuff is on the spot. I living it, you know. Yeah. So so, so you, did you come up with the name Sonny Ono and and doing the selfies well, my, and that, that's actually that's actually well my my you know my given name is Kazuo, the Japanese name, but you know I always went by Sonny, and you know one of the things that Eric 
kind of smart me up on back in the days is to say, if you use your own name, they can't license that. You know, they can't keep it. Yeah. So yeah, so so that's why I use I use my name. Mm-hmm. Did any of the re- other wrestlers? How did they treat you? Because you know you're uh, you're friends with Eric Bischoff. I don't know if they don't want to well, make I, you mad. Or... Yeah, it was you know it was a it probably was a double edged sword, but I never saw the other side of the sword because mm-hmm. what happened was I, they knew I was friends with Eric, but I was never you know I mean I was at Eric's back at the same time, but you know I never went you know I I, I wasn't. I wasn't a snitch. You know, I see some crazy yeah. shit goes on, but I, I never went around and told Eric or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I so I, I had a respect of the guys and, and, and I can tell you, you know, I'm sure there were some people that, you know, that, 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 that didn't care for me. I'm sure, but they never showed it to me. Number one. And mm-hmm. number two, um, I can honestly tell you, you know, um, um, 99.9% of people I met through wrestling, has been, it's been very, very, you know, kind and, and um, you know, just tough, mean, you know, grouchy guys were um, n- not their true character. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very humble and very nice guys, especially the guys who worked in Japan. Mm-hmm. So was Jimmy Hart a guy that helped you, like, like just pick up, like, the idea of what a manager does? Yeah, uh, Jimmy Hart, you know, um, um, of course, we we had a Colonel Parker, you know, um, and and I mean there were so many guys out there, and and Masa Saito, um, you know, there was so I mean Sherry Martell, all those guys, all those people, they they were they were, they were so helpful, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, that- I, I I can't tell you you know how kind they were. Yeah. So before you were uh, the Sonny Ono character, you did some stuff. Uh, were, you, were you one of the co-hosts on the Collision in Korea show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, that, that, that was one of the crazy things that we did, too, you know. Yeah. We got to go to Japan. We, we, we actually flew on um, Korean military airline or airline, uh-huh. air, you know, by plane. That was a fixed wing, something that looked like a DC-9, you know. Mm-hmm. The fixed wing, um, a plane, mm-hmm. uh, took us forever to get from Nagoya to, because uh, you know Muhammad Ali was with us, and 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 I just remember on the, on that flight, the uh, um, it was crazy because you know because you know wrestlers, all the wrestlers kind of freaking out about going over there, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I just remember there were no seatbelts on my my seat. Oh really. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I go okay. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, we had Scott. Out when, we, when we got there, they took off uh-huh. all our passport, and all everybody was totally freaking out. And I said, "Listen, we're here now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 the guests of the country. You know, the the, the guests of the con- country. As long as you don't fuck up and do something stupid, right? You know, we're gonna be okay. Because yeah. where are you gonna go, even if you had your passport?" You got right. DMZ with the mines in the south, uh-huh. and, and you got you know communist China to the north. Where are you going? Right. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So just behave yourself. And of course, you got to remember that the citizen of North Korea, you know, is, is propaganda was you know this 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 these Americans, you know, for the first time the majority of the people that we met probably saw the American. 
for the first time that wasn't either shot down or captured, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they see somebody like look like a Steiner and Ric Flair. Imagine what they thought what the American was. <laughs> right. You know, this this I mean, a that's, typical that's American first, right here. Yeah, yeah, that's their first impression of American. <laughs> and, you know, they were probably told that, you know, we eat their children's, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, you just watch P's and Q's. And I'm sure if you read um, uh, Scott Norton's book, or I'm sure he told a story about um, him and his phone call with his wife. His wife accused him for having a great time in in North Korea, partying Mm -hmm. every night. Because, you know, we couldn't call each other. Only way you could call back to States was you had to call China. And China had to connect you to the United States and they have to reroute you back to your phone in North Korea. So when Scott finally got a hold of his wife, because his wife couldn't get a hold of him, Tammy, um, accused him for partying, you know, she thinks she thinks he's partying in South Korea. Yeah. You know, we're in North Korea. There, there's nothing to party about. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And, and uh, um, you know, and, and of course, when he was describing the North Korea, Scott says something to the effect that, you know, Tammy, you don't understand. This fucking place is just shit. Uh-huh. And, you know, he probably, he probably says something a lot more worse than that. But yeah. next thing you know, the phone goes dead and knock on a door. Then two guys with, the, you know, with, with, with uh, rifles and, and, and Secret Service guys take him downstairs. And I think he was, he, he was being interrogated down, south, down in the basement uh-huh. for... Uh, and all the reason he probably... Why he's still not there or, or dead... It's because, you know, we were there with Antonio Inoki and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it was yeah. before the show. Maybe after yeah. the show, if he says something like that, he might still be there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we had him on the show years ago uh, before oh, the book okay. was out. And yeah, he told that story. And it was just, uh, he was not a fan of being in North Korea. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. A lot of people put- <laughs> Right. But, you know, it's one of those things, you know. I mean, my thought was I, I got a call from Japanese government telling me that he said I shouldn't go we can't guarantee you safety but you know um, man it's a once in a lifetime thing right yeah I was gonna so, say like yeah I mean sure probably at the time it's a little like uncomfortable but to look back and think you know you're one of the few people to to even be there never mind you actually went there and came back alive yeah exactly right <laughs> <laughs> I mean and prior to that you know I I, I went to South Africa uh, in, in, in 1986, when there was still apartheid, oh, wow. uh, uh, the clerk who became a president, who, uh, who eliminated apartheid from South Africa, um, he was a sports minister at the time. So I, I represented the, actually I was part of the U S karate team and went down and, and competed against, uh, uh, Springbok of the South African martial art team. Oh, wow. What was that experience like? Um, well, we we stayed in uh, uh, we stayed in uh, Sun City, mm-hmm. kind of like their their little version of uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, and and in Sun City, there's no apartheid. You know, black can move freely. At least that's what they say. Anyway, and 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 but everywhere else, it was really weird. You know, you got whites only. Um, and so I was having a discussion with uh, some of the guys, and you know, cause we're we're kind of giving them shit about apartheid, and and but not directly. So I was having a dinner, this this very um, kind of formal dinner, and I was having a, I was I, I was asking, I said, so let me, let me tell you this, how does this thing work over here with this 
this apartheid. He says, well, it's, you know, blacks are considered, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh, they had classes of different people. It was almost like a color shades, yeah. you know. They had the blacks, which meant uh, um, like Americans. Ameri- African-American mm-hmm. was considered blacks. Yeah. Or European-American, or European-African was considered blacks. Mm-hmm. But then you had a native blacks, you know, mm-hmm. um, so th- they, that was one category. And so as he goes down, like Indians, like uh, 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 from India, mm-hmm. they were considered uh, di- colored. Chinese considered colored. The Vietnamese considered colored. You know, South Koreans considered colored. So I asked him, I said, well, what are Japanese? Mm-hmm. He says, no, Japanese are Japanese. <laughs> I go, how in the hell you can tell the difference between Japanese and Chinese or, uh-huh. you know, guy from Singapore? Mm-hmm. He goes, he says, well, no, you know, by who you guys come with your passport. And I go, well, no, what I'm saying is, <laughs> how do you guys define colors then? Uh-huh. Then, then he couldn't answer me, and I said, no, I know the answer. He said, well, what do you mean? What do you think? I said, because cause I look out your window, and I see Toyota factory here, and I see Mitsubishi factory here. Mm-hmm. So so there is no colors. It's the, the main color, what we call in America, green. Yeah. You know, so if, 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 you're, if your country was investing in South you know, Africa, mm-hmm. then you weren't, you know, you were okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, but it it it's, it's kind of weird, you know. And I'm glad, you know, that that uh, racism or, or or whatever the you know the apartheid is gone. And mm-hmm. and uh, and and later on in the years, actually, I got to talk to President De Klerk, um about my time in South Africa. And oh, I wow. won a gold medal there, so and doing African games. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know you're gold medalist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's African games, you know. They, they, okay, they still, African. that's pretty wild, yeah. Yeah, back in the days. Yeah. So, like I said, that, it's better, you know, it's better to be never was than <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm a has-been, but it, it, it's better to be has-been. No, I mean, I can't talk about a gold medal in any game, so, uh, but I did win a, a, a trophy in chess club in the sixth grade, so. so I got nice. That. But yeah, so the, uh, did you ever have to use like your martial arts in in in, in like uh, real combat? Like I not I mean outside of, you know uh, outside of combat. Yeah, yeah, there was there was there's a couple of incidents, not many. Now you know I I can count in my one hand, you know. Um, yeah, but you know it's usually doesn't it's 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 not like the, usually it's not like on te- you know like in a television. It's it's usually mm-hmm. never fight fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's usually one or two blows or one body sweep or something like that, and yeah. that's usually that's it's over. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I assume that was your the connection with Ernest Miller when they put you guys together was the martial arts. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We both come from martial art. You know, he he was actually uh, instructor for uh, Garrett Bischoff, who's uh, Eric's is, is uh, a son, and that's how that connection started. Well, was he as funny, uh, just in, you know, out of character as he was, you know, on, on TV? Yeah, I talked to Ernest probably two, three times a week, every week. You know, we've been friends. Then we're still friends, um, and uh, and he still does. He still actually competes. 
on the senior divisions, and and uh, I think he was he was he was a world champion a couple of years ago again, and you know and he's acting now. Of course, he was in a movie, yeah. The uh, Wrestler, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, he on local television here in the United States. Well, I guess you guys are in the United States. You know mm-hmm. that show MacGyver. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he done. Uh, um, he actually in that I think he he plays a Captain Walker, our Army Ranger or something. Oh, actually, cool. he's coming up. Uh, he, he, that episode's coming up pretty soon. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, he still he still does those things and he does well. Yeah, when you're when you're managing someone who you know doesn't need you to speak for them, like uh, was that as fun or like uh, you know what, oh, what's yeah, your role because, there? You know, if you if you really. If you really were uh, 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 paying attention, mm-hmm. you know Ernest Miller didn't win a lot of matches, right? And 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 you know, be, yet he was over because oh, nobody because yeah. he was so entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. And the people love to see you know the big mouth guy lose, so you know that was usually uh, kind of our formula. So I was a lot of time his side. You know, I, I played when I was with him. I didn't play his mouthpiece. I played his sidekick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't doing, you know, I was doing hardly any talking, but I was the reason why he lost a lot of times. You know, I would try to help him or he would right. try to save me and, you know, something would happen and, and he would lose a match. So, you know, uh, so there was reason why I was there, but I was there more as, uh, you know, Jackie Chan and, and Tuck, you know, Chris Tucker kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and, 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 and so, but we had so much fun doing what we were doing, man. I can't tell you, mm-hmm. you know, did, and, and, did you, and it's a lot more fun doing like TV taping for Saturday nights, you know, and yeah. syndicated shows and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Why is that? Just cause they're looser. You just, you don't have, well, like, they let uh, us do what we wanted to do. Yeah. You know, uh, at one point, Jimmy Hart was in charge of, uh, Saturday night TV taping. And so, um, and, and he would let us do what we wanted to do. Uh, I want one of the matches, um, uh, I looked up at the board, we came in and he says, okay, you know, Ernest, Sonny, you guys have uh, Prince Ikea tonight. So I said, well, can I do something? And Jimmy goes, do whatever you want. I said, how much time we got? So they give us a time. And I said, well, Ernest goes in, you know, talks, his, does his things in the ring. And I, and I would tap on Ernest's shoulder I go, Ernest, and I would ask for the mic, and, and, and you know, I generally don't speak, so what do you want, Sonny? So I said, so I said Ernest, I said, I got a surprise for you. I said, you know, we, you know who we have tonight? He says, who? And he's, I said, Prince, you know, Purple Rain, Prince. And we would was, we was start singing Purple Rain and Rain. <laughs> uh-huh. And, of course, in Prince Ikea would hit. And you know, going to the matches. Then, then, and next week we had a guy named by Al Green. who was a uh, kind of, um, it was a wrestler with WCW, kind of journeyman mm-hmm. kind of guy. So I would go, hey, I'm sorry about last week. I made a mistake about the Prince, but this week I really got it. You got Al Green. You know, like let's get mm-hmm. together. You know, right, and right. Yeah, yeah. singing and shit. Uh-huh. You know, so we we had, they would let us do some stuff like that and have fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, how long yeah, were those tapings? It was a lot more fun. Yeah. How long were those tapings? Um, well, the, the, you know, the matches, because we would do syndicated shows. Some of them go on the syndicated shows, and some of them would be for Saturday Night TV taping. So, you know, 
Uh, I think the show was an hour long, but we would tape, a lot of time we would tape two weeks worth, you know. So uh, when we go do the show, some of the part will be for Saturday night, some of the part will be for syndicated show. So we'd be there having like three hours, you know, working for like three hours. Yeah. You know? Not too bad, though. No, no. Yeah. But when Nitro really takes off, like, what's that atmosphere like to be, uh, you know, in front of this audience, this huge audience every week, and also everyone's just, you know, so so loud and into the show? Yeah, I mean, for me, especially when the Nitro um, started happening, you know, obviously when Nitro went from two hours to three hours, and, you know, sat, and, of course, we had Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um we needed talent. That's when a lot more Japanese were utilized. We brought in Grey Muda, Chono, you know, Tenzan, Masa Saito, Kanemoto. I mean, a lot more, you know, top Jap- New Japan stars showing up on our, our, our television. So that's why, you know, and because I was managing all the Japanese, um, that's why I was on, you know, that if you look at the WWE, you know, Monday Night Nitro shows, you know, uh, most of the show I'm on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the period from, you know, from 95 to, to right up till the tail end of 2000, I was probably on every show. Yeah. But it was and fun, man. I mean, you know, for me, not knowing a lot of the business side of it, mm-hmm. um, just taking care of the talent because I was, that was, you know, one of my jobs. So, you know, you know, I, I get to expense their dinners and stuff, and we go out and eat, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we had a pretty good time. What were the Japanese uh, guys, like, uh, what what was what did they feel like, uh, you know, wrestling for the WCW crowd? I I think they, they enjoyed it, because here's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So, so and this, this, is, this is on any sports or anything else. If you make it in the United States, because at the end of the day, you know, United States television is still the center of the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, you, if, um, if you become a star in the United States or, or and, and, and new genre, you know, when you go back home, you know, you be, you're a big superstar. You know, so that's why they were here, you know, to be on WCW TV. And one of the things that Eric and Kevin Sullivan and those guys knew that is that we never used those guys from New Japan as a jobbers. Mm-hmm. You know? We always, we always took care of them. You know what I mean? We didn't bring them over here and, you know, lose match after match after match. You know? Yeah. Um, they always went home on a good note. Um, and, 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 and for that matter, you know, the biggest angle that they took back, you know, uh, uh, Great Buddha and uh, uh, Masahiro Chono was, you know, Kevin Nash, um, and, 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 uh, uh, you know, it was Kevin, it was, it was outsider version of New Japan, you know, mm-hmm. uh, NWO Japan, uh, you know, um, so it worked out really well for them. And that angle, even to this day is the, you know, the biggest angle, um, uh, they ever had in 1998, they sold over $7 million in an NWO t-shirt in Japan. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did do you do you, uh, do yourself have anything from WCW like a, a NWO you know Japan shirt or anything like that? Yeah, I have, but you know, you know, there's a lot more. I mean, I I, I had I put a lot of them on eBay and sold. Sure. Them, you know, 
Um, I have a few things probably left, um, but yeah, most of the stuff, you know, it, there's there's a lot more people out there who think it's worth worth a lot more money than I think, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, I had a there was a guitar that was uh, 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 first NWO event, NWO pay per view was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I think it was in February. It was like coldest day of the year, mm-hmm. and and uh, part of the um, uh, segment where Eric broke a NWO guitar over a giant's head. Right. Paul Wright. Uh-huh. So as we were leaving, since I lived in Iowa, you know, I was driving home, and I see this guitar thrown in a corner by the trash can, and I said, hey, I asked the production guy, I said, can I have that? And they said, yeah, we're just going to throw it away. And I said, okay. So I took it, and I forgot all about it, and I had it sitting in my office in my home. And, uh, and one day my wife said, hey, you need to clean this crap out of your office. So... I said, well, you know, I said, hey, these are a lot of memorabilia. And she said, well, you know, whatever you got to do, she said, if you don't throw it away, you know, if you don't get rid of it, I'm going to throw it away. So I said, okay. So I posted on eBay, and uh, um, I had a guy, I got a phone, I got a uh, message, then a phone number, and uh, um, I, I responded with my phone number. A guy called me from Australia. Mm-hmm wanted to buy the guitar and I and I, I think he paid me like five hundred bucks. Oh wow. Yeah, and he wanted FedEx and I think it cost him like four hundred dollars of FedEx a <laughs> Uh-huh. And yeah, he says he's gonna put it up on and I was a big wrestling fan. But you know a lot of these fans, you know, they want those memorabilia, you know. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw a bunch of the stuff mm-hmm. that I had. Uh, intro, you got a question from the uh, chat room or Facebook? Yeah, I got one from Facebook. Uh, Vince exactly. Rudo, he wants to know, what are your memories of XWF? Well, XWF was the... Uh, uh, Jimmy Hart called me and said, hey, we're doing this uh, XWF, and there was TV taping, and I think in the Universal Studio. So uh, I managed a couple guys, like Vapor, who was an uh, Asian-American guy out of California. And my most memorable um, thing about XWF was, the, uh, you guys all remember Jimmy DeSnuka. Oh, yeah. He, his son was wrestling my guy named J- Vapor. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, the finish is going to be double splash by Jimmy DeSnuka Jr. and Jimmy DeSnuka. And I said, who's the Jimmy, who's the Jimmy DeSnuka going to splash? He said, well, that's you. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm not taking a splash from Jimmy this uh-huh. You know, I'm 135 pounds soaking wet. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not going to have anybody weighs over 200 pounds. I mean, I see what Jimmy this does. You know, he's finished. Oh, yeah. And so, and so I said, I'm, no, man, I'm not doing that. And he goes, he goes, no, no, no. And so Jimmy comes over to me. He goes, listen, brother, no problem, you know. No problem. You just you just lay there. I'll take care of you. I said, Oh, okay, all right, all right, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, just before we're going out to the we're going out for the match, you know, we have the match and we know the finish, and it's a double splash. Mm-hmm. So, because I interfere, Jimmy comes out and throws me in a ring and and so on. So, Jimmy says to me before just before we go out, Jimmy goes, Hey, hey, Sonny. You know, I'm old now, you know. He says, <laughs> I said, yeah, I, what? He says, 
be sure to catch me. <laughs> I said, no, I'm going to be laying flat on a mat. Said, no, no, no. Just make a V, come back up and catch me, and, you know, break my fall. <laughs> I go, man, I'm not breaking anybody's fall. Uh-huh. So he said, no problem, brother. He said, you, you're, you're okay, just catch me. So we go out there, and I, and I did try to catch him. Mm-hmm. only thing I got out of that was a big, bad whiplash on my neck. Mm-hmm. I couldn't move my neck for about a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure he hurt Jeff Jarrett uh, near the end of WCW uh, doing the splash. You know, and that's yeah. a you know trained wrestler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and I'm not a trained wrestler, by the way. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. A much bigger so, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, that, you know, that, that, uh-huh. that is a memorable moment for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now that was sent in by Vince Russo, but uh, do you were you around Vince Russo much in WCW? No, not at all. Actually, he he might have talked to me one time. Uh huh. Yeah, he didn't have much to say to me. Yeah, did you? Did he it seem like he did? Together, you know, yeah, I mean, did it seem like he didn't like you, or he just didn't? Well, time. you know, his thing was because I, you know, because you're uh, Eric Bischoff's friend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, Eric was gone. Uh, when Vince Russo came in, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you know he he made a public statement when he came in mm-hmm. on the WCW uh, one of the WCW platform, saying that he's he's you know I'm paraphrasing now, mm-hmm. um, but he says I'm from America, I don't want no Japanese and I don't want no Mexican on my television. Yeah. And proceeded to fire all the Japanese and Mexicans, <laughs> almost all of us. Uh huh. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but I mean, I laugh because it is like, I don't think someone could do that today and then not be like this giant deal. You know what I mean? Well, like if someone and, would and, say that today, it would be like, whoa, well, you know, this even, even then, even yeah, then, right, right. Very say. true. Yeah. And, and, true. You know, because not, he didn't say, you know, he, he, he actually pointed out a race of people. Right. Right. Japanese and Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like you know, I, I you know, I mean I, I don't know how delicately he could have said it, but yeah. you know, there, there was there was no there was no know. gray area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 he and and he proceeded to take us off TV. Uh huh. But what what Vince Russo failed to realize was that you know because I was tied into New Japan. You know, New Japan was at this point was paying us over a million dollars a year. So, you know, when he got rid of the Japanese, you know, he lost a million dollars a year. Yeah. You know, those are the things that, you know, he, he you know, honestly, he wasn't too bright. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't put people who doesn't understand the business side of, 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 of a company. And, and I, clearly he's not. You know, educated. Nobody from Human Resource talked to him, and and actually, you know, um, I should be thanking him because because of what he said, and he was so cut and dry, you know. And I just had I just signed a two year deal just prior to that, uh-huh. so uh, you know they, they 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 had to pay me, so yeah. uh, it, it you know it turned out to be a good good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember that clear because that was like uh, the. I, I mean, the internet was before that, but that was really like when the internet started to. Uh, yeah. To take off about. for like yeah for wrestling news and yeah. and uh, you know, it was like you know wrestling shows started to pop up and stuff like Yada and stuff. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, Inchman, another question from uh, Facebook mm-hmm. or the chat? Aoub, he wants to know, uh, did you ever try selling Ninja Star Wars to a major toy company? Well, you know, it's really interesting because the uh, Ninja Star Wars, I came up with the game, approached Eric with it. Eric took it to another level. Um, we did, we did, you know, we actually used AWA uh, and, and did direct marketing. Um, um, and and but to to answer the question, no, we never did. I mean, we, you know, we still own it. Um, uh, there is some interest. Um, uh, matter of fact, uh, Conrad Thompson said that uh, you know if you remanufacture them, he'll sell them on his podcast. Um, <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, uh, Eric and I were talking. We may, we may, we may come up with like uh, a thousand of them, just mm-hmm. to, and and you know, have have a limited edition to just kind of talk about it because that always that you know he talks about it in his book, he talks about it in you know, all his podcasts, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's 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 one of the reasons how he got in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, wrestling fans would definitely buy that. I mean, that's like uh, it would be a very funny. Uh, collectible for, for yeah, tons of wrestling correct. fans. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want to open it and leave it in the package. And yeah, that'd be very funny. It'd be a great gift <laughs> yeah. for somebody. Yeah. Uh, I like it. So you're still friends with Eric, I, I assume. Uh, yeah. We, I speak to him, you know, once every couple of weeks and, and uh, we stay in touch. Yeah. Were, were you always friends with him throughout the WCW run? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and cause we did Eric and I never, really never discussed business outside of what we were, what was going on with Japan, mm-hmm. with New Japan. So you know, and it, everybody was always trying to get these ear, you know, whether it was, you know, the, the dealing with the angles or dealing with more money or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, he was he was busy most of the time, but when he when he when he wanted to get away you know we would just go out and grab a beer here and there and go eat some sushi that was about us but um eric and i had a lot of fun time doing business in japan yeah. you know we both like fish and and we both like sushi and 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 of course you know eric loved drinking beer so uh-huh Are you a big drinker know. as well no i'm not actually he drinks probably you know six pack to my one beer all right um but uh, you know, I, I no, I, I I can never hang with that guy. But I I think he's cut down a lot now. Um, yeah. He just called me a couple of weeks ago, told me that he need to he need to lose some weight because uh, he'd been sitting at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, he lives on Wyoming, uh, one of the most beautiful places on earth. So uh, yeah, and I don't think you have to worry about you know, um, this this distancing people. Or whatever mm-hmm. you call these things. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's similar to where I am. I mean, I was yeah, probably, probably, probably more people here, but but same idea. I can go out and not really see anybody. Yeah, I walk my dog, and you know, like today was beautiful days. I saw a couple of neighborhood neighbors in their yard, but you know, all the homes out here are, you know, on an acre lot, so you know, I barely see anybody. Was yeah. it nice? You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely, especially right now. I'm glad I'm not. I don't live in the big city at the moment. Oh, I can't imagine living in New York today. Yeah. Or L.A. Yeah. Terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Answer another question. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got another one from Al Ulb. It's, uh, I'll try to clean it up, but uh, Tony Schiavone claims that you used to call him while you were having relations. (laughs) 
Uh, is there any truth to this? Okay, say it again. What's the question? Tony Schiavone, he makes the claim that you would call him on the phone while you were having relations with uh, a female? No. No. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> no. So it's untrue. Call? No, it's absolutely untrue. Because, you know... <laughs> I mean, I have no reason. Why, what, what, we'll be calling Tony and brag about it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what Shivani was uh, claiming. Maybe you, were, oh. maybe you were trying to get some play-by-play from Tony Shivani like you were from Kansas. Hey, possibly. Right. <laughs> yeah, I never got to do a lot with Tony because, you know, he was he was an office guy. And the only time I, I, I would see him at the office, but, you know, um, he, he's, a, he's a great announcer. He's one of the best. And, and um Never got to do anything, you know, uh, aside from me playing my character, yeah. um, you know, uh, when he would interview me or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. um, never got to work a lot with him. But, yeah. you know, a um, great guy. But, no, um, I, I never ha- I, I never been that lucky. <laughs> and maybe, I don't know why I would brag. I don't know why I would brag with Tony Schiavone. <laughs> 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 I like I like I like the story anyway, but the uh, right yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, Mean Gene? I mean, you got to be around Mean Mean Gene a lot. What's Mean oh, Gene? Mean, he, mean Gene was the best. You know, mm-hmm. he was the best. I mean, he was probably the best interviewer. You know, I agree. Oh, uh, uh, he was the best, and we would have so much fun. Um, and and Ernest and I would try to you know. Because, you know, some guys, they want to do uh, those uh, um, those uh, local, um, um, we would, let's say we'd be in Tupelo, Mississippi, or we're going to be in Tupelo, Mississippi. So they would get a group of us to do these um, 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 interviews directed for the local stations, you know. And we, were, we did one on Tupelo, Mississippi. And we would, Ernest and I would always try to get, um, me and Gene cracked up, you know, give him mm-hmm. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So one day, one day we were doing, Ernest and I were doing a, um, uh, uh, you know, local ad, you know, for, uh, WCW coming to Tupelo, Mississippi. And so, and, you know, me and Gene, you know, you have so many, me and Gene was such a pro. He knew how much time we had and all that stuff. We don't, you know, we just yeah. keep talking. So we go in and, 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 you know, me and Jim will start over. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are back, and 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 you know, next Tuesday we'll be in Tupelo, Mississippi, and one of the stars will be you know Ernest the Cap Miller, and of course accompanied by Sonny Ono. And I would I would say, you know, before me and Jim will get started on his question, I would say, me and Jim, and and he will play along, of course, and he says, um, I found out today about great American pride. And he would say, well, what would that be, Mr. Ono? And I would say, people in Tupelo, Mississippi, uh, is so proud of their double wides. Um, everybody talks about double wide in, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh-huh. And, and, and their pride and joy of double wides. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, yeah, you know, and me and Jim was kind of goes, well, you know, and I, and I didn't know what double wide was. Well, and he would say, well, double wide is 
is is you know their home, their trailers homes, and 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 I go no no no, mean Jean, double Y is what they call behind of their lovely American women's, and <laughs> you know, of course you would get mad at me. It's so, Sunny, who I don't know who told you that, you know that kind of thing. We uh-huh. would we would try, you know, we, we would get into because that's our way of insulting double, you know, triple yeah, Mississippi without, yeah. you know, and and uh, so we, but mean Jean was the best, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I, matter of fact, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry that he passed away. I was with him, um, uh, like months before he, he passed. Uh, I think we were, I think we were in, um, New York at one of the autograph signing deal, mm-hmm. but, uh, very kind, you know, um, uh, and really smart. I mean, he, you know, he's a, he's an icon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I agree. I don't think there's anyone even close uh, as far as like the what he did. You know the uh, the the interview guy, like the backstage interview guy, or later, you know, at ringside interview guy. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, um, but you know, you know, who's another guy who's so great was, uh, you know, we talked about Jimmy Hart, but you know, Bobby. Bobby Heenan was such a great help to me when I was, you know, uh, this nervous little Japanese guy who was kind of kind of thrust into the, you know, representing all the Japanese and, and, and wrestlers. And, and Bobby Heenan was the best. And he was, he's, he's wet. You know, he was so quick, you know. I mean, he give you, you know, he give you like four zinger before you could even, you know, focus on the first one, you know. Uh-huh. And and um, remember, remember Bobby Heenan's the one who saw me. This, you know, uh, the storyline was he saw me the, the the first hour of uh, Saturday Night TV taping. You know, Saturday Night uh, uh, TV show. Oh really? Um, yeah, that was that was a part of the storyline. So mm-hmm. that that so that you know, um, the first hour of uh, uh, Saturday Night was brought to you by New Japan and Sonny Ono. Yeah, we did yeah. that for a little bit. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he's definitely the best, Bobby Heenan, best oh. manager, and just so funny. And uh, we were really lucky enough to have him on the show uh, years back. Is uh, definitely one of my favorite times ever having him on the show. But yeah, just uh, I remember growing up watching him as a manager, he's the best, and then as a color commentator, and uh, right. just one of the funniest guys in wrestling ever. Oh, absolutely, and so quick witted. I can't, you know, just amazingly um, um, smart. I mean, it was, you know, it was, uh, obviously uh, amazingly knowledgeable about the business. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I used to just love just listening to those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and they were so kind to me. I can't tell you. I mean, I, I really cannot tell you, um, you know, Mean Gene, Jimmy Hart, you know, Bobby. Um, all those guys were very, very nice to me, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I, I you know. And of course, Masa Saito was. Uh, uh, matter of fact, Masa Saito's wife called me today uh, from Japan, and and uh, so we stay. I stay in touch with all those all those people. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so was it? So how did they come to you and say like we're letting you go? Since you said you just signed a two year extension. Yeah, I just signed a two year deal, and uh, uh, and. Uh, after Vince Russo had said that uh, he didn't want any Japanese or Mexican on television, they proceeded to take all the Mexican and Japanese off TV, or most of us anyway, 
and um, uh, uh, I got a phone call that, uh, from J.J. Dillon said, hey, we're going to exercise our 90-day claw and going to let you go, and and they wanted me to sign a, uh, 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 a piece of paper that says we're not going to sue them. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm not signing that. And, uh, and so, well, if, if you sign it, we can pay you 90 days in a, you know, in one sum. And I said, no, that's okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just take the paycheck for the next 90 days. And, uh, and, you know, you, you can't say the things, what he said. And, and, mm-hmm. and yet, that alone is an issue, but proceeded to, to terminate me is, is, you know, yeah. uh, I think Eric said it. I think Eric said it best the other day on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. You know, um, any lawyer would chomp out the bed on that one. Oh yeah, want to, wanted to represent me, so uh, so um, uh, uh, my uh, my attorney happened to be the former attorney Gen- general of Georgia. So I, I went out and got a real good lawyer, and and uh, everything worked out fine for me. Mm-hmm. Was that the uh, the lawsuit that came later, or was that was that a lawsuit at the time? That lawsuit came actually um, right at right at uh, two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Instagram was, was any more? Was, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, people talk about it as it was like it was a discrimination lawsuit, mm-hmm. but it was all there was there was there was a lot of people was suing the company at the time anyway but yeah. it was it was it was never a class action suit or anything like that it was just you know a lot of different people suing for different reasons mm-hmm. yeah and honestly uh, like you just said there i mean just just that statement alone it's like to me it's kind of a no brainer <laughs> <Yeah>. to us <laughs> you know, it's kind of insane that that even happened i mean it uh, wasn't even a gray area right i mean you can't right, say yeah. it wasn't performing he wasn't right. you know what i mean he wasn't getting a rating it wasn't none of those things he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't an individual he wasn't by my performance he had nothing to do with my performance <laughs> he they didn't they didn't come out and say hey we're letting you go because you know your performance or if i did if i i i uh um did something that was against company rules or anything like that the mm-hmm. reason was you know and reason being or one one have to assume <laughs> Uh-huh. When when a when a when a you know, a head booker says, you know, I don't want any Japanese and I don't want any Mexicans, uh-huh. and there's no like there's no gray area. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I don't want to advocate you, lying, but at least lie and just say, uh, yeah, hey, we don't like your performance. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know, your segment's not getting the rating or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, it couldn't. I mean, there was none of those. It was just you know. I mean, uh, I mean, if he was a, if he had a, you know, Vince was a half a brain and and and, uh-huh. and knew the, the 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 business side of it, he would have never said it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of ways to say no, right? Yeah, there's a lot right. of ways to skin a cat. Yeah. And and uh, you know, he just he just he was just that arrogant and stupid. Uh huh. Yeah. In any business, not even just the wrestling business, but oh, any, any business. business. <laughs> I don't care if he, I don't care if he worked at Walmart. Right. Right. You know. Uh-huh. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, a man, you know, district manager, or or uh, or for that matter, you know, um, um, personnel officers, people who have the power of hiring fire people, came out and says, "Hey, moving forward, you know, Walmart is an American company, so I don't want any Mexican descent or <laughs> Japanese descent to work at Walmart." Uh-huh. 
how do you think that'll go over with any company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Just uh, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever t- had any any talks with WWE to ever go there? You know, I had a couple couple of uh, inquiries. Uh, there was a guy named my uh, 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 Kenzo that they had for oh, yeah. right after. Um, um, I was I, I did get a call um, about possibly working with him, and um, one of the biggest thing was that the, the, I actually had a job offer was the, when TNA started. Jeff Jarrett actually flew me to Las Vegas, offered me a job to work for uh, TNA and do what I did, you know, same kind of stuff what I did for WCW. Uh, uh, try to get a partner company in Japan to work with, and and I'll be on camera talent as well. And Jeff was very nice. He offered me a job, um, and and uh, uh, and actually, I'm the one who declined that job because you know I was still in litigation with WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, so and 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 not only that, I would have worked for him, but Vince Russo was at TNA at the time. Oh, okay. So I would be a hypocrite if I were taking that job and go work yeah. with or so work with defense or so I should say. Yeah. So so I declined that. Did you miss uh, the wrestling business once you left it? You know what I miss? I miss the people, right? I missed mm-hmm. I missed the wrestlers, I missed the, the, the crew, I missed the people I worked with. Um because you know, you're on a roast. I mean you I, they they become your family. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, five years that I was there, um, you know, literally, you know, I, I see him from Monday to, you know, Friday or, and, and when it was pay-per-view to the weekends, you know, we on a road together, you know, and, and, uh, that's what I miss. I missed, I missed the wrestling, I missed the friendship that we had, um, you know, um, um, but I don't. It kind of worked out good for me, and I will tell you this, because at this point, my daughter was like a, a, a going into junior year in high school, mm-hmm. and my oldest. So, you know, being able to, because, you, you know, when you're doing something, you don't really realize how much you're missing at home, right? Yeah. You know? Um, so, it actually worked out really well for me. Um, um, I got to come home, and I got to spend a lot of time with my family, especially with my kids, and and I watch them grow up through high school and college. So, um, actually, like I said, it, it's, you know, uh, it worked out pretty well. If I was, if I stayed in a business and stayed on the road, you know, um, I would have missed a lot home. So, mm-hmm. um, um, I, I'm, I, I, you know, it was, I, I'm happy with the way things turned out. Um, I am blessed with what I have. Um, you know, um, I have four wonderful children that they're all um, working, successful, and and uh, you know they they all went through they all went to a private school. Um, uh, uh, thank to Vince Russo, um, uh-huh. and, and uh, uh, they all came out of college without a debt. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, was some somebody going crazy in the chair room, but. Uh, <laughs> Do you still watch wrestling? Yeah, I do, you know, because I still have some, I mean, my friends are becoming, you know, the people I know are, are becoming far and few, but, um, you know, 
uh, Cody Rose and 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 uh, um, AJ Styles, you know, um, uh, Chris, Christopher Daniels, some of the people I knew from back in the days through Japan and all those guys that worked in Japan. So you know, I'll, I'll tune in and watch them. Um, but uh, I don't watch it like you know, like certainly I did back in the days, and and it, it's it's uh, and business is different too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I do like about what happened is, this, you know, uh, we, I think I can safely say WCW really introduced quote unquote, the cruiserweight guys, you know, from oh, yeah. Chris Jericho to, you know, uh, um, AJ Styles, you know, of the world who's still wrestling now. Um, you know, I, I think it wasn't for the WCW um, introducing people like, you know, Ultima Dragon, you know, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. Um, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much chance they would have had at WWE or for oh, that yeah. matter at AEW right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, they, they found their place, a legitimate place and, and, and top of the cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most I'm proud of more than anything else is that the women wrestling right now, is so much more superior than what oh, it was, yeah. you know, because, and I think who started that was us with, with, uh, um, you know, uh, Bo Nakano, um, uh, Akira Hokuto, and of course, Medusa, you know, um, you know, those women wrestle and they could wrestle better than probably most of the guys, you mm-hmm. know, and they were so freaking stiff. You know, being on the ringside watching those girls wrestle, you know, they do the double foot stomp from the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, I don't care what you do. You can't, <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no fake in that. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, 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 so what they do is amazing. And now 20 years, 25 years later, you know, the, the the athleticism and and technique of the wrestlers wrestling for WWE and AEW are up, up to that par. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, Cause, I agree. Cause the time, cause the girls were at the time, many time and 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 you know, mid nineties to two thousand, they were more eye candy than anything else. Yeah. Um, but when they become, you know, when they legitimate, legitimately became a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, who can hang with any any one of the guys? I think I think uh, that that's what I think. You know, um, the byproduct of what happened. You know, when I was there at WCW, so mm-hmm. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, Charlotte today, I think is one of the best all round wrestlers, regardless, you know, male or female. And uh, yeah. and you talk about the style there with like you know Dean Malenko and. And Eddie Guerrero and Jericho and, all those, and right. the Luchadors and stuff. That's really the modern style of wrestling today. It really is. It, it, yeah. Without a doubt, it's a hybrid. You know, yeah. back in the days, you know, it was giant guy acting like a giant guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, there's so many quick snap moves, um, you know, it, it, it's including uh, many of the, many of the uh, uh, Lucha styles. Mm-hmm. But problem was if you just go watch a lucha style, there's too many of, you know, too many whiffs, I should say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Japanese style being really stiff, and 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 sharp. So 
when you blend all that together is where we have we are right now i think that's what makes it a lot more interesting and, and a lot more believable yeah yeah i think today right now in wrestling like the actual in-ring wrestling is more important than it, it's ever been ever since i've been watching it i agree i agree with you yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of uh, AEW, so I've been enjoying it. it right yeah, now, I'm well, not a fan of no crowd wrestling, but uh, I understand there's nothing really you can do about that. Oh, I can't imagine how hard that is for performers. Yeah, I would agree. You know, you know because because back in the days, you know, two two legendary guy and and only thing they need they they knew was who was going over. Other than that, you know, they would they would react to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know they can't. You know, I mean, they they and he, there's so much, there's some of that right now, but you know they can't do. You know, there's no audience. There's no reaction, and and that's got to yeah. be a, a, unbelievably hard. Yeah, yeah. As like I say, I'm not a fan of it, but at the same time, I you know I don't know what else you're gonna do, and uh, and I do give people props for you know going out there and, tr- and doing the best you know they can, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, just take. Yeah. So, uh, if people would want to follow Sonny Ono, uh, where would they do that? Oh, Not like can, back to your house, but yeah. Yeah. They can follow me on a Facebook. That's easiest. It's yeah. I'm on the Sonny Ono. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, and, and, and do you uh, sell those shirts? Yeah, I think, I think they just started putting those shirts on, on, the uh, pro wrestling key. I think they have. Oh, okay. Now. Very cool. Yeah, I get, I, I got to go to the actual pro wrestling TL not long ago in Chicago. It's a much right. smaller building than I thought it was, but it's very cool to go to to go to. Those guys do great business. You know, oh yeah, they got their little niche and and yeah, yeah. I think if you go to pro wrestling T, I think my t shirt's up there. So yeah, and I think that um, you know, really like the Young Bucks and and uh, Cole Cabana really helped. Uh, not other, right. not just independent wrestlers, but like, uh, you know, guys that aren't in WWE or whatever selling their, uh, you know, merchandise. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I gotta tell you with, with, with uh, a lot of the independent wrestlers hurting right now because, you know, mm-hmm. everything being shut down, um, you know, all the fans should be out there, um, should go out there. I mean, I, I, I had to cancel, of course, WrestleMania weekend deals and, yeah. and, and, uh, I had to cancel like, you know six events, uh, personal mm-hmm. appearance. So, uh, you know, not, not lucky for me that, that you know, I'm not in, 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 in same position as a lot of independent wrestlers, but, yeah. you know, some independent wrestler like, you know, Andrew Anderson, um, uh, Tokyo monster, you know, those guys depend on their, you know, their, their weekly shows, you know, to make yeah. ends meet. So they're hurting out there. And, and, uh, if you can go to the, uh, pro wrestling team and buy one of their t-shirts or buy one of mine, if you like, you know, that would certainly help, you know, get, yeah. get their, get their four, $4 or whatever they get on a commission. That would certainly help them out. So, uh, tell your fan to go out there and help, help, help your favorite, uh, independent wrestler. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Very good. Well, I appreciate coming on. It's been a lot of fun to talk with you. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, uh, thanks for having me. And, and, uh, and when you get something crazy going on and you need my opinion, you call me and I'll be glad to come back on. All right, very good. We will definitely bring you back on. Excellent. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and sorry for All any right. technical problems. But yeah. No, no, no problem. All right, cool. I'm thanks. sure you, you edit that and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one will know the difference. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Take care. Thank you as well. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Eric Bischoff. You know, controversy creates cash. 
You know what else? You're listening to In Your Head. Here we are once again. In Your Head. Very uh, big thanks to Sonny Ono. It was very fun to talk to Sonny Ono. Oh, yeah. It was great listening to him. Heard some, some stories about your home. Mm-hmm. He told some stories about some of the lovely young ladies from uh, West Virginia that uh, fancy their Cash Hayashi. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Yeah, Kaz Hayashi, he is a good-looking man. Or maybe he still is. I haven't seen him for a while, but he was definitely a good-looking man. We'll have to look up some photos, see what he's doing nowadays. But mm-hmm. We should try to find this woman. Yeah, yeah, we should ask him what town it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just get, get her side of the story. Mm-hmm. So, Incher. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm just replying to something quick. Uh, if you guys want to ch- call in, it's going to no calls, but you can uh, Skype and jacking off. But wait till we're done with WrestleMania, then we'll, we'll take your Skypes. So WrestleMania entry was this week, and I had a bold prediction that this would be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> and it, it, it was going out on the limb. That's it was. Sure. I was the limb, the limb taker, the limb going outer, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. And I, I'm a man. I'm the most honest man podcasting. I'll admit when I when I'm mistaken, and I think it's safe to say I was uh, I was wrong on that. Yeah, I think you're you're definitely safe in saying that. But I mean, I I don't know how you could make that prediction. But well, I was just kind of being goofy. But yeah, yeah, yeah I really did think it was just going to blow my mind. Maybe maybe it did blow my mind, but not in the way I was uh, predicting. I can't remember like ever having a feeling of like utter boredom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just dread of like having to finish a show that I had on this WrestleMania. I agree, a hundred percent. And was that, literally nothing I would say was good. Well, I know you weren't a fan of the uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, oh my John God. Cena bit. I thought that was honestly the worst thing I've ever seen. And that's not hyperbole. The, <laughs> the absolute worst thing I've ever seen. I'm just going to say, I think it was a, a departure. It wasn't like great, but it was, it, it kind of broke up I, the monotony. I will never wrestling. watch wrestling again if this is the future of wrestling. Uh, that's not a joke. Uh-huh. I, will, I will just stop watching. Yeah, it, I've never it, seen anything worse. <laughs> it was it was totally insane, and I understand that they replayed it on Raw. I I, I did a, I couldn't I couldn't work myself up to. Watch. I couldn't either. No interest. And then when I heard that they were reshowing that, I even had less than no interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard Nia Jax made her return, but yeah, Nia Jax. I believe Big Show. I think Big Show actually went for the title. Oh really? Against the the the, the um Bron- was it no? Uh, what a show to, to to switch two titles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The show that's got no crowd. I'll say some people worked very hard. I don't think everyone. Some people are saying everyone worked hard. I don't, I don't actually agree with that, but I do think some people worked hard. Yeah, I found the the, the like besides like the, the the craziness with the Bray Wyatt John Cena match and the. Uh, 
the Undertaker match. I think the strangest thing that I've seen was the ladder match. It was yeah. just so odd watching them have like this ladder match where like, y- you know, ladder matches are designed for the crowd's reaction. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, all the matches are designed for that, but especially the ladder match. I just found that really strange to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was bad. Yeah, th- <laughs> I I just stopped paying attention a lot of times because I would. <laughs> Uh huh. Uh-huh. I I think we're in the I don't know if we're in the minority, but there does there do seem to be a lot of people who love this show, and I, for the life of me, I just I don't understand. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. I'll just mm. say if if that's if this is what wrestling is now, uh, just matches with no one there, and then and then bizarre, you know, uh, movie things. It's it's passed me by. I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll have crowds again at some point. I think uh, they said, I don't think uh, they predicted like August maybe at the. But who knows when we'll actually have crowds again? I don't know. I wow. I know that. I guess they did. They try though. I mean, did 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 WWE really think? That it was going to work, or did they? I don't know why you would have done. Why you'd even do this show, to be honest. Yeah, because first of all, you see, okay, it's got no crowd. There's a ceiling fan, like right there, prominently in the show, and it's like <laughs> how just late. It's like you've ruined WrestleMania. You've ruined it to me, anyway. I mean, I would, I would strike this from WrestleMania. I would give this the Benoit treatment. The, this show, I would just erase. It'll be like, ah, we don't need to put this in the archives. Are they ever going to, like, want to show footage of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, but, and then the commentator sometimes like, ah, it's WrestleMania, make make your moment. It's like, just, I know you ha- you can't just say the show sucks or something, but come on, I can't be watching this show, and there's a ceiling fan there, no one there, and they're supposed to do make your WrestleMania moment. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. The only highlights, I mean, you, I guess you could show something from the Boneyard, or I wouldn't show anything from the other one, but but you can't show like highlights from with a ceiling fan and nobody there. Like you show you show Andre the Giant getting body slammed by Hogan in front of you know ninety three thousand people, and then you cut to like um, Otis like in front of nobody, going oh, yeah. I mean, it's not exactly the same. And that's, that's not a knock on Otis. I'm just saying you could say anybody mm-hmm. in front of nobody. Let's see how you feel about this. I would say the first night was better than the second night. And I'm kind of surprised by that. I would agree, but I think for a couple things, for one thing, I just could not take the, uh, the, the Cena thing I thought was the absolute worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Maybe not even just wrestling, just the worst thing I've ever seen. And the other one, as dumb as I thought it was, at least it was a fight of some kind. It's clearly this weird scripted thing with a score, but at least it's like, it's a battle. So it kind of, and it it was kind of really dumb that in a dumb way that made me laugh a little bit. (laughs) I thought it went way too long. It's definitely not something that I, that I'm really into, but I I can give Mm -hmm. that a pass. And I also think, so it's your first night of watching all these, you know, matches with nobody. Then a second night comes up and it's like, I got to watch more of this. So in a way it's, it's like, it's probably going to come off worse anyway, just because it's the second night of, of crowdless shows. Yeah. 
But I would say the first night was better. People, there are people that like they love the the uh, the two title matches simply because uh, Goldberg and Brock lost. But I mean, come on, those matches were not good. Would you have liked to have been the person who won in, on this WrestleMania? No. That's when he got the belt. No, Dad. I think they they should have like okay, this is not the Braun thing. First of all, there's no build at all to him winning the belt, so that that just didn't even make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And then the the other one, like you've you've really built this guy, and I think he's the guy to put the belt on Drew McIntyre, but not at this show. Just be like, well, let's wait till we can actually give this guy a real moment and get momentum behind him. Because you're, we're not going to do it at this show. It's not the show to to start like the new like the new generation, the new mm-hmm. era of wrestler. Like you wouldn't have put like imagine a Stone Cold the night he won the title if it was in front of nobody. <laughs> uh, there is no reason they should have just pre- postponed. I mean, to to put on a WrestleMania in this fashion was just, I think one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made. It's, I agree. It was just, it was just awful. <laughs> Imagine mean, if you did buy it and paid seventy dollars, and then oh, the next night they showed yeah. like the matches on on Raw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I couldn't imagine anyway if you bought it for for, for thirty five bucks a night. So if you bought it for seventy, I don't know. Like I almost wonder, like, do I want to pay the ten dollars for the network? You know, like I agree. Should I cancel for until like no wrestling comes in, back? Yeah, I can't watch the. I don't even watch the free shows, but I don't want to watch these pay per views like this. Mm-hmm. And as you said, on the bright side, they didn't make you sit through six to seven hours straight. But why does it have to be that long to begin with? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why of all the times to do two nights? Well. I imagine in years past, there's been wrestlers who really complain if they don't make the show. But this year, do you think anybody would have complained if they weren't on the show? And I agree with the Clinton on the on the Facebook page. Someone's like, "Oh, well, they need the they need the payoff. Just pay the guys. Be like, well, we can't do the battle royal because we can't have more than you know so many people. Blah blah. Here, we're just giving you guys a, a WrestleMania payoff, but we just can't have all these matches." Because no one wants to watch, you know, four hours of, of this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Rhea Ripley's removed from WWE television. Well, I understand she has like a, a work visa issue. Yeah, so yeah. she had to go back to Australia for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. And legal alien. Got to build a wall around Australia. <laughs> so she had to go back to Australia where she can be a poser over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel I, I feel something very disingenuous about her when she comes in and she looks like just your average WWE uh, female wrestler. And then she's like, well, I'm going to shave all my hair off now and I'm going to get tattoos but, all over my legs. And uh, I, I like that look better, though. And she was all in bright clothes at WrestleMania, which I thought was strange. But I, I actually thought that was probably the best match of WrestleMania. We're one of the best ones. I thought like they worked really well. I mean, nothing, anything in front of no crowd is, is not good. But like the, that one was a technically uh, well, uh, technically good match. Mm. I had no problems with the uh, actual match. I, I 
I did not. The, the, the one I'd probably give a big thumbs down to was the Edge and Orton one. <laughs> and I'm surprised uh, with that one. I would have figured uh, it would have been good, but it was pretty. Un, it, it was it was bad. I mean, I was just was so freaking bored while watching that match. Just thinking, my God, would this go off the air? I Please. don't remember what happened. I'll be honest. I I actually went in my room and started uploading videos because it's kind of. Well, they brawled behind the scenes a lot. And yeah, I, I guess, I guess stuff. people were, did they do cross faces? Cause then they were saying like, cause they choked it. One of the guys choked, I don't even know who won, but one of them choked one of the guys out with like, uh, equipment from the, uh, from like a weight. So like people were saying it was like, uh, it was like oh. the Benoit murder. Oh, oh. <laughs> the bird Benoit suicide. I thought you might've been talking about Edge's new finisher, but, uh, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. It was like, um, Oh, Edge has a new finisher. I, yeah. He has like this new choke hold that he's doing. Like, yeah, he's been using it. Like he used it on, a um, somebody on raw and Randy Orton was like watching him do it. And, uh, then he did it on Randy Orton at, at, at WrestleMania. But yeah, you probably don't want to like be choking people with the weight equipment. And yeah, yeah that's in a, in a cross face fashion. That's not yeah. a good idea. What did you think about Gronk as the, uh, Gronk? Uh, I don't understand. Like, it, like whenever our truth came up there and I was like, why in the world are you up here? Our truth. Are you really that dumb? Mm-hmm. And then, like Mojo, like you know, they they do their thing where Gronk goes for the pin to get the title, and then Mojo f- throws him off, and then Gronk just stands there. Like, why would you just stand there? Like, you y- you should try to get your pin to yourself. But I guess it's to lead into them having their thing the next night. Yeah. Yes, yeah, bad times. He had the same shirt on both nights, Gronk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we get to see, we got Titus as the uh, as the um, host, which that was really thrilling. But I think for this WrestleMania, that's probably the perfect host, Titus O'Neil. This was the <laughs> Titus O'Neil of WrestleMania. It, it just gets, it keeps getting better, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of all people in the company, why would it be like, man, we're really gonna get Titus O'Neil out there? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who could they get that would be like a good host nowadays? I mean, they don't really like support people being like the new Bobby Heenan or anything. There's nobody that they really like, you know, try to build up to that level. Everybody's just very bland. So it's like if they had somebody who was like a Gene Okerlin or a Bobby Heenan, somebody that would like, you know, had a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of anybody right now that they would have that would be a really good host for such a miserable show and could actually bring it up you know yeah it's hard to think of anyone so was there anything i'm sorry that if i cut you off was there anything else you want to say about that uh about that other match mm. the uh the edge the, match. the edge match no just it was pretty pretty long and boring i thought and just uh it was just like, oh my god! I know they're trying to make this into something, but it's just—it was just terrible. Yeah, Let, let's go. This, I'll just go by match here real quick. We'll go from uh, Cesaro versus Drew Gulak in a uh, in the uh, dark match, I guess. I didn't watch it. 
I did, but I mean, technically it's fine, but it's like Mm -hmm. one thing, like who gives a shit, even if this had a crowd, why, with, why do they no need crowd, a po- really? pre-show for such a <laughs> miserable WrestleMania? Yeah, I have no, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> Just no pre-show, but okay. So, I mean, how, how, would you feel proud that you're a pre-show? No, I'm, I'm the dark match of this WrestleMania. <laughs> I can't even make this WrestleMania. <laughs> that, that that's that's nothing to be excited no. about uh so then i was real like uh, i'm a big fan of the kabuki warriors and they lost to fucking alexa bliss and nikki cross they lost the titles but yet i mean who really cares at this show but god and when is when is alexa just ever going to turn on nikki cross like who wants to see this team <laughs> it's like the one thing that you don't want them to go one way with but they uh-huh. just go the other way with and they're, uh-huh. they're just they continue to have this friendship with one yeah. another. And it's then like, they kept, yeah, I just don't care about this friendship. They kept like acting to the crowd, Alexa Bliss and stuff, and there's no crowd. It, they look like it. You look like a total idiot when you look at an empty crowd and go, yeah. It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. And Nikki Cross was like po- shaking her butt. Like the Nikki Cross character, I don't understand. What is she supposed to be? First she was crazy. Then it was just almost like she was like mentally handicapped. And now yeah. what is she? I, I don't get it. It's a, it's a it, there's no character there. I don't see the appeal of Nikki Cross. Um, or this I get the appeal of Alexa Bliss. I'm not a fan, but obviously she's so sexy. Um, Elias and King Corbin. I mean, I had no interest in this. I'm an Elias fan, but. I don't even, I don't watch SmackDown and watch it. So I have no idea if this was built up at all, but it just seemed it, like a, really a little bit random match. Yeah, it was, a, it was built a little, I think like Elias got involved when Gronk made his appearance on SmackDown and, uh, they, they kind of stemmed off of that. And then, uh, Baron attacked him up on that big balcony thing and pushed him off of it. And, but it, it was just a few weeks of a build. It wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was not uh, not in, into this at all. Uh, Becky Lynch for Shayna Baszler. Um, I really wanted Shayna to win. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think it does her very good that she 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 loses because you know she's like coming up. You know. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, From I what I they say, the right now. I agree because sometimes I don't think it hurts someone to lose, especially at WrestleMania. But I think this time it does. And uh, from what I understand, they say Vince doesn't see anything in her. No. Which is a, a very unfortunate because I think she's one of the, a very unique character and wrestler. And what, from my, from my, in my opinion, one of the best uh, women in, in WWE. You know, I believe in the exalted one. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, he just goes even further, Vince McMahon, to prove that he is an out of touch old man. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Sami Zayn uh, versus Daniel Bryan. This was technically a very good match. I'll say, if this I, was in front yeah. of the crowd, I think this would have been excellent. And I liked how Sammy played to nobody being in the arena by talking a lot mm-hmm. and by being very uh, chicken shit. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I, I like I like that part. Of I that. think these two guys knew the best of this whole show how to work an empty arena match because mm. they did they didn't act like there was a crowd there i don't know i thought i think they uh it's 
if there's a crowd there, it would have been both better. But I still think they these two guys at least had some idea of what to do without a crowd there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, 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 would, this, I think it was one of the better matches. I was surprised to see Daniel Bryan lose. I uh, was too. I was I was expecting Sami Zayn to beat him in this one. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of both of them, but uh, Sami Zayn as a heel, I think, is is fantastic. So uh, Daniel Bryan beat yeah, Sami Zayn that. is what I meant. But you bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, this was the ladder match, which seemed to go on for an eternity. So didn't that women's mat- tag match? It was so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I don't think long matches work in like it, with no crowd. <laughs> Shorter the better, probably. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean like a, a minute match either, like the, their world championship <laughs> matches. I mm. don't know. I don't know. It just went on forever. The, the ladder match, and it's just like you exactly said, a ladder match with no crowd. It's odd, and then like the one guy can't be in it, so it's like a three-way for the tag belts, but it's all singles wrestlers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why couldn't they just found some guy to be with Morrison? Yeah, they did it night. with uh, Almas. You know, they just yeah. replaced him with Austin Theory. So, I don't know. I guess that it, they're such like a team. Like it would be strange if they replace the Miz. Yeah, bringing uh, Mercury or something. Eminem went but back together one night. That's true. That's true. I don't think Mercury's uh, affiliated with anybody right now. Yeah, uh, is he, is he still in WWE? It's, I thought he's still there somewhere. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, he showed up in Lucha Underground for a little while. Oh, he did. Him. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know they're pretty much done for. So I kind of yeah. assumed he wasn't with WWE, but yeah, I'm not sure who he's with right now. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I thought this had one of the. One of the few memorable moments of the show was when Kevin Owens dropped the big elbow off the uh, off the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, I would say the highlight for this WrestleMania, probably the only clip that would be worthy to be replayed. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I would say, I mean, because that was pretty exciting when he dropped that elbow, and it was like, "Here's your WrestleMania moment." Yeah, yeah. And uh, these guys were these guys were to get mentioned too. Also, oh, Seth selling the uh, elbow drop. You know, from Kevin Owens doing that move. I mean, yeah. when he was like wheezing for air, you know, that was really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. These are definitely two, two of the guys. When I said it, most of the people really tried hard, they definitely tried hard and I think uh, did their best to put on a match for, for no nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match are guys that I actually don't think tried hard, and that was uh, Braun Strowman and Goldberg. And I'm a Goldberg fan, but I thought this was just the pitiful performance. Yeah. Mm. It- <laughs> Like, I can't see those guys, like, having, like, a big technical match. <laughs> yeah. I think the but. thing with Goldberg is he, he is so reliant on, on a crowd reaction for his moves and no yeah. crowd. It's like, what do you have here? You have this older guy, like, doing some, you know, not so great wrestling. So it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad that Braun's the champion, but it's like, I would have preferred it to been somewhere good and i mean I, in the I circumstances of it he's probably just going to be an interim champion where oh, he's just passing the belt i would have preferred he won the belt when he was actually over yeah that would have like, been nice like let's put the belt on now that not a lot of people care about him he was like super over for a while uh, i have a very typical now. wwe i believe that vince mcmahon just doesn't want stars 
<laughs> he doesn't want anybody to have any sort of power over him mm-hmm. where like they can just walk out of the company and, and it actually does hurt him. Uh-huh. I, I, I just don't think he wants to, anybody to be over. <laughs> and I think Braun Strowman is a, is a, you know, that's why he's at where he's at right now. He's not, he he's never been pushed very well. I mean, once he was getting over with the fans, the, they just totally just forgot about it. You know, didn't use him or just you know he was buried or beat by somebody. But mm. terrible. Yeah, or it's worse to think that this was like their his idea to get people over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Win on like the worst WrestleMania ever. <laughs> Then we I mean, the is, is there any WrestleMania that's close to? This? Oh no, no. It's like what when people will, and I agree with this statement. Bobby Heenan's the greatest manager. Then everyone, you know, vies for second. Mm-hmm. This is the worst WrestleMania, without question. And then everything else, you know, has to fight who's the who's the next worst. It's like the Toga WrestleMania. What was that? Like ten? Was that yeah. like the cliff? Yeah, and then I think like. And then when you jump off the cliff. <laughs> when you die, this is it. <laughs> when you die, that is this WrestleMania. <laughs> when you're in hell, let's see if you watch this over and over. <laughs> oh my God, that would be just insufferable. So they had the Boneyard match, which I'll, I'll have to, if this, it's, if this was a little shorter, I probably would say like at least I, I enjoyed it. It's, it definitely went on way too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like something I really like, but. It was so goofy, like, I at least yeah, giggled at some of it. <laughs> when Undertaker punched the window, and he it showed, like, a flap of skin kind of coming off of his arm. Was yeah. that some makeup effects done by, like, maybe one of uh, Tom, Tom Savini's students or something? Know, probably, because I think he, just... he just looked down and went, damn. <laughs> 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 that was it. It was like, oh, I think that would get a bit more of a reaction than just, damn. Yeah. They got. They have a score. I think this just having a score makes me laugh. Like it's so mm. stupid. I can't. I mean, I also I can't say I like this, but like at least it made me laugh a little bit. But it's <laughs> I don't know. Under it's, it's I don't. It's a very strange thing for AJ Styles to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. guess I would rather watch this so than like just a sad Undertaker match where he's just. You He's know, drop it down people. for yeah, for an hour. <laughs> I dropped him on his neck. I guess you gotta dig a hole, and I'll steal uh, his soul. So, what did you think? Did, were you loving this? Or I thought it was pretty, pretty stupid. Just <laughs> uh-huh. the, the whole thing, just like and like AJ just getting beat down by him, and he's like, "Yeah, what'd you say about my wife now, boy?" And it's just like, "Oh my god." Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Give me Chris Jericho coming out of the hot tub with his jeans on again. That was awesome. <laughs> and you'd probably rather see him without the jeans if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was just such a funny moment whenever he came out of the hot tub <laughs> and he had like a pair of jeans on. It was like, what did that gorilla? <laughs> it was just funny to see him have jeans on. Yeah. I didn't even have jeans in the hot tub with Jason. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was like, I'll only get in the hot tub if you're both nude. Mm, and they want to do it. 
Uh, let's see. Then the night two, we had Liv Morgan versus Natalia again. Like, even if this was a crowd, like who could possibly care about that match on WrestleMania? No crowd, totally pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might not have saw that. It was a dark match. I'm. I, I, I don't even know if I've seen it or not. <laughs> uh, we already went Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, uh, mm-hmm. Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. I saw some people really liked this match. I thought it sucked. Hmm. I think there was like like Alistair th- threw a kick or something that if I remember correctly, but Bobby yeah. Lashley was really bad at power moves for like a big strong looking guy. Like every time he does that suplex, it looks like he's about ready to fall and, and drop the guy right in his head. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he continually does it in all his matches. Yeah. I, I liked uh, his little outfit. Uh, Alistair Black. It was Oh my god, it looks so what stupid. The horn and all that. Oh, jeez. Well, but by the way, when that Boneyard match was on, my mom was like, Are you watching something on Sci Fi Channel? She came in just when I was when that was on. Oh, really? Yeah. It did kind of have the, the, the cheap feel about like a Sci Fi original. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't watch a show with the no crowds. Lucky her. <laughs> 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 she she didn't have to endure this uh, terrible <laughs> WrestleMania. Otis, like this this is like the complete opposite feeling you should have while watching a WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, it's, uh-huh. like, it's like this is just terrible. Yep, Otis versus uh, your boy Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. I don't understand why Sanjay Deville is involved. In, like I I know she's her partner, so, but what would be in it for her? Why would she want? Mandy to go with some hot guy. Like it makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I know that they they rumored like a possible uh, lesbian angle between the two. Yeah, but that, like, that would make sense if like she was trying to get Otis away from her because she wants her. But why would she instead want to get her yeah. away from Otis to, so she could bang Dolph? I don't why. Why would that? It doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like, yeah, it's not changing it up very well. But yeah. And like her connection with Dolph doesn't it. Does, there's no chemistry there. And it, I don't even understand it. Maybe there's more story to come. Maybe like. Really, really believe that? I know. Well, you do got the creepy guy who's like uh, recording them and posting their stuff. You know. Yeah. Do you think that will ever be revealed, or was that just like a a plot device to show and why he sees it? Why couldn't he just watch the show and know it? (laughs) That's true. I heard it was Ali, maybe. But yeah, but is that going to be a great gimmick for Ali? Is this a guy who tapes people and shows (laughs) videos of them? (laughs) <laughs> well you know he's an old cop so he likes entrapping people yeah it's weird were you i know it's your man otis were you loving it he got the woman uh yeah i mean i did it i probably had more interest in this match than a lot of the other matches for the night so i i, I, I like it a right. fun moment at the end yeah, yeah whatever yeah. With the crowd, with the crowd, this probably would have been pretty fun. It would definitely have been over. Mm-hmm. Like his whole like, oh yeah, stuff, and like gyrating his hips and all that. Like it, it works a lot better when there's a crowd there. But yeah, that's not his fault. 
Uh, God, no wonder I, I I had I couldn't watch this. This was thirty six minutes long. The Edge versus Randy Orton match. Yeah, it was long and just I found it very boring. But I know there's some people who probably liked it. But yeah, yeah. I, I they were trying, but I just think like it just it just was doomed to fail. Yeah. Like, what a that, shitty like comeback! You're like, yeah, I'm back from my neck surgery. I've been gone for nine years, and mm-hmm. well, I get to do the WrestleMania with nobody in the audience. Yeah, it was so sad. Like, I mean, this is a legit huge return. No one thought he'd come back. No one, you know, and he was a huge star for a for Zara, and he comes back, and you do it at this show again. Like, when you just say, well, let's put this off. Mm-hmm. We we did build it, but let's just we're not we can't do this at this show. Let's wait, let's wait till we can have a crowd. I mean, <laughs> they should have did that for all the matches. <laughs> Imagine Edge returning for the big match in front of an actual crowd. It would have been the, the crowd would have went nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Uh, the next match I actually thought was like again like they they really tried hard and put on like a technically good match but i had like less than zero interest in it the street profits for angel uh, and and hell garza and austin theory i thought they tried hard and did some cool stuff but i yeah. just i wouldn't even been in this like interest in this match with the crowd like i don't know like it wasn't really built up to i don't i haven't watched raw so maybe that's maybe that's not fair of me to say but i wasn't interested in it I don't think there's been a whole lot of build from what I remember. Yeah, but then uh, this next one had Tamina in it, which I was like, Tamina? Mm -hmm. There's no other women that could get on this Tamina? (laughs) Well, good for her for getting that big WrestleMania payday, but still. <laughs> this another one I had no interest in. Uh, I like I used to really I, I think Bailey's talented, but I'm not I'm not a fan of the the heel Bailey. I know that they tried to they experimented th- with this. I just don't think it's very good. Well, Lacey won this one, right? Or no, no, Bailey kept the title. Bailey kept it. Okay, which is really weird, like a, a heel retaining in a five way. I re- I think like I thought I thought that because I really thought they were going to pull the trigger and have Lacey get yeah, this this Lacey babyface run is the total shits like if you're gonna have her a babyface fine and then you even show the real Lacey again that's good but you got it's that you just have to show that she can't be a real person with this family that went to that you know fought in the war and stuff and also be this this very cartoonish character. It's very mm-hmm. bizarre, and they tried to explain away like why she calls people um, nasties. Nasty. Like that was one of the that was one of the worst promo segments I've ever seen. When she's like, just saying like, "Oh, well, you know, it's fun to call people that." Na- I don't know. It's just the shits. I've always said like she's a very interesting person. The real Lacey Evans. Let's go with that. Like who who's gonna cheer for the Southern Belle? It does. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the uh, I, I oh my god! This was just this was only thirteen minutes. I honestly thought it was like forty-five minutes. The Fiend versus John Cena. 
What well, are, they are all this? over the place with this thing. I mean, at one point they're in the NWO. <laughs> Why? Why would they be in the NWO? I don't know. That has nothing to do with like what they're doing. Like when they did had the whole ruthless aggression bit. Like John Cena was like a broken record or something. He kept swinging and Bray kept like ducking under him because mm-hmm. he was supposed to be on Kurt Angle's role, but. It was like they were going through each other's careers, or even before their career, because neither one of them was around in the big blue cage era. So, But I was happy they brought out the big blue cage. It was very, uh, uh, you know, banged up. I wonder if it was the original big blue cage. And I hate, I hated every second of this <laughs> with a passion. You weren't just like so bored by the show that it just you, at least you got to see some crazy shit for a little uh, bit. I absolutely hate. I hate. I hate the the premise, the idea that this mm-hmm. is even on a wrestling show. I, like, I'm not going. Are say we it. watching the inside of his mind? Are we watching an alternate dimension? This doesn't belong <laughs> on, on a wrestling show. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good, but it, it it was it did break up just like the total boredom I was feeling from everything <laughs> throughout the night, but. That's all I could really say for it. Mm. Oh man! What was what was the next one? That was the the, the main event. The uh, uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Drew McIntyre won on yeah. the worst WrestleMania ever. It was a quick match too. Yeah, four minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. Uh, they hit each other. And then they just did a bunch of big moves, and then uh, then he won. I'm I'm really tired. I'm actually a big. F- I was a big fan of Brock Lesnar, but I'm really tired of the Brock Lesnar formula matches where they just hit big moves, and then they pin somebody. I don't. I, when I first saw a match like that, it was cool because I never saw a match like that. But now that it's really just a normal match for Brock Lesnar, I do not enjoy them. Same with the Goldberg matches. I remember a time where Brock Lesnar had like an Iron Man match with Kurt Angle on SmackDown. Oh yeah, he can wrestle. He can have a match. He 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 used to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, these aren't matches. Nowadays. They're just they just trade big moves and then a guy pins somebody after like four or five for the finishers. I don't enjoy it. I don't think it's like a. It doesn't it doesn't get me involved in the match. I don't I don't I like Brock Lesnar. I mean I'm cool with him just beating the hell out of people, but. Uh, I don't like these matches and I don't, uh, I mean, I, I would like Drew McIntyre's champ, but I'd like like an actual match in front of people. And like, when you start someone as the new era, this isn't a good way to do it. I don't, I don't think simply some guy winning a match is good. No, there's just no reason to me why they shouldn't have postponed this thing. I mean, there's no deal that they were involved in that, the other company would have been like, okay, we understand. These are like, this is out of all of our control, you know. <laughs> we'll let you out of whatever, you know. But for whatever reason, Vince McMahon's just like, we must go on with the show. And it, it was just a mistake, if you ask me. A huge mistake. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, we'll... I'll watch her all eventually, but I just I, I could I could not get up the the excitement to watch Raw after this WrestleMania. 
It's just like, oh no, I do not want to watch more empty arena wrestling. I thought they were going to like take like a, a vacation or something after WrestleMania. I heard reports about that. But. Yeah, I would like that. Apparently, this um the they filmed the McIntyre Big Show match right after they filmed the the Lesnar match, like in the in because it's listed here as a dark match. So they filmed that to put on Raw. Oh really? Yeah. Jeez. Now, is it Florida? Is it on lockdown now? Like where, like you, they can't have things like this, or but I don't know. I mean, did they film all of Raw in advance, or I'm not sure what the deal is going on with now. Yes, but I thought I that I heard, but because I mean they're doing everything out of the performance center, which is located in Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe somebody can fill us in on that, but. Yeah, so um, I caught up on the dark side of the ring. Oh well, <laughs> that's one good thing about wrestling. Yeah, I, oh, all of them are great. Uh, the two back-to-back episodes of the Benoit one, oh, yeah, yeah. even though I knew a lot of it, it's definitely uh, very interesting. You can't say it's like enjoyable, really, but um, but yeah, very well put together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad, obviously. Uh, oh, seeing everyone's uh, point of view, uh, yeah, great. And uh, I, this probably make me a terrible human being, but I laughed so hard watching the New Jack episode. I laughed out loud at so many things. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely great. Uh, I mean, like, he, he's done some, like, very terrible things, but for some reason he can, like, just just scoot by with, like, his, his uh, personality, you know? <laughs> It's oh yeah! Like you gotta just and forgive it. Just he's because. talking about beating the shit out of an old man and stuff, but he's smiling and talking about snorting coke, and I can't help but laugh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I said he's stabbing a dude, and I can't help but laugh. <laughs> well, the, the 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 one Gypsy Joe thing was like, was there anything that you uh, felt like you shouldn't have done? And he's like, well, maybe the Gypsy Joe. <laughs> 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 and it's just like. <laughs> He kind of felt bad about that. One. Yeah, because it is just this old man. Uh, well, uh, but still, I mean, New shame Jack's on hilarious. Gypsy Joe for having that uh, uh, that uh, character that he doesn't sell anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean what kind of character is that anyway? I can, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm the guy who no one can hurt, so it's a you know not a real thing. It's not a real wrestling, so it's not like I I, I, mm-hmm. I really it can't be hurt. You just anything you do, I don't sell. It's like, well, that's pretty, and you don't look like anything. You, you're like mm-hmm. this, this little old man. He's not a big guy. That's a very selfish character, if you ask me. Right. I mean, I could come up with that character and just go out there and it's like, my character is no one could do moves to me. No one can get me off my feet. Uh, yeah, I'm impervious <laughs> to pain, I, and, and I, I think- never lose. Any greenhorn that comes in to be yeah. a wrestler, that's probably the character that they come up with, you know? Uh-huh. They're like, I want to be the guy that just just can't be hurt. <laughs> uh-huh. So, dude, Jack was like, let's see if that's true. Can you not be hurt? Right. So, he hit him in the head with a baseball bat three times. Uh-huh. <sighs> and while the, 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 the other guy who got, who he just pulled out a knife and start stabbing in the ring because he was trying to like, yeah, he was I trying mean, to like, obviously bad, but yeah, 
he was trying to handle him in the ring, you know? It's, it's like, yeah, that guy, he, he was out of lines, but I don't know if he deserved to get stabbed, <laughs> yes, get stabbed. nine times. No, he didn't. But it's, it's <laughs> I, and what made me laugh, really, but not really seen the guy get stabbed, but what really made me laugh about that was the guy was like, all right, I'm going to drop the charges. If we take this on the road, we're going to make all this money. Uh, you know, for Jack Red or whatever the hell the guy's name was, I'm gonna hunt down New Jack and and like we'll make a line. He's like, oh, absolutely. And then as soon as he drops the charge, he's like, so I got I got out of Florida. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's just oh, like I loved it. Yeah, I mean it's pretty awesome, but it's like. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was pretty dumb that the dude dropped the charge. I mean, that I mean he'd still biggest, be in jail for now. Today. Yeah, because the biggest mark in the world. So I think he deserved that. that <laughs> oh, but and then the mass transit thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it was probably out of line with that too. <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, it, uh, the worst part of that is that he was seventeen, but he didn't know he was seventeen. If he was just some jackass, who was like. You know, telling New Jack to cut him. I mean, that's pretty dumb. But <laughs> the thing is, if he if if he would have if he would have been like cool, he probably would have like went on to work for W for ECW. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he would have played his cards right, and not yeah, like yeah, you because t- t- there's been there's been lots of talk about people that uh. We have taken a beating, and then like he proved himself, and then we brought him back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is weird, but I mean, there's been a lot of cases like that. So I don't know, but oh, I I know it's not right any of it, but it all made me laugh. And New Jack talking about just Thornton Coke and stuff makes me laugh. And then the uh, the, the little fellow who said like he, he testified for New Jack. Yeah, what was that guy's deal? And then he's like. For somehow he ended up on Monday Night Raw, and he was like, he didn't know like how uh, yeah, they pull strings with, but something had I, to happen there. I, I bet it was Paul Heyman. Yeah, but still, it's like you ended up in one segment on Raw. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's not like he went there as like Cornswoggle or something. No, no. But oh, and that that was hilarious when he when he was talking about Paul Heyman, like, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Jack," and then he says what what the guy said, and then he's like, hey, "He was just totally working everybody," and <laughs> the, the one black guy he woke up when he said, "I was like, oh my god, I don't even know if any of this is true, but it, it's hilarious." I don't know if a lot of the stuff he says is true, but uh, I, it doesn't matter. It's amazing. I was kind of surprised by uh, Jim Cornette being on the thing because I've heard Jack like call him a racist before, but I yeah, guess they kind of. I think they've made up since then. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. I understand, which is good, and I'm pretty sure that's one guy that uh, Cornette will keep his head with. Like I, I don't <laughs> see him like losing his cool and wanting to smack New Jack or, or no, spit in his face or anything yeah, like that. That's, that's probably not a smart idea. <laughs> But that would be a hell of a throwdown if it did happen. Right. That's see. like you gave me credit for going on a limb predicting this would be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. You'd have to give uh, Cornette credit for picking a fight with New Jack. <laughs> uh huh. Very true. Exactly. All right. You want to take some calls from the Hediverse? 
Most certainly. I'm sure a lot of them have a lot of things on their mind. Yeah. Well, first, before we get to Steven, we apparently have not Steven from Butler on, on the show. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Hello? Steven? Well, we got Steven, but there's a guy who's calling himself not Steven from Butler. Yeah, I see him in the chat room. So Yeah. Do you have a set do you have anything to say not Steven? We don't have a mic. Well, get the fuck out of here. All right, Steven from Butler. We have the real Steven. <laughs> Why would you call in if he doesn't have a microphone? Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you need a means of communicating with... Uh, uh, <laughs> That's how <laughs> Skype works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we should probably cut Not Steven by New Jack's... Um, <laughs> Like yeah. if if he was if we were working with not Steven mm-hmm. in the ring, he would be getting sliced right. Yeah, now. I agree. Let's just what do you think? Just a big cut across the head, or should we just outright stab him? <laughs> probably the cuts a little like it's weird. He can probably get away with the cut, but like yeah. the outright stabbing, I think that was going to do <laughs> New Jack. And uh, I mean, <laughs> that was just. Oh, I also was, I forgot too, when he throws uh, vid, uh, Grimes off uh, in XPW off the scaffold, <laughs> which I don't, I don't necessarily buy that they weren't in on that, uh, to be honest, but because I don't think you could just throw a 300 pound dude off the scaffold like that. I'm pretty sure he jumped off the scaffold, but uh, yeah, whatever. That's fine. I, I, I say run with it. Pretend it was all, you know, you're attacking the guy. That was scary, though. Oh, yeah. I, I remember uh, not when it happened, but I remember having the tape because I was an XPW fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Insanity. Just, I mean, because he only hit like one of the tables out of this mountain of tables, and then he like went straight to- towards the ropes, and it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Steven from Butler. He was loving Mania. He said it was his favorite Mania of all time. um no actually it it was almost like you know that like um what you know like both nights i thought yeah undertaker and aj for what it was was probably the most enjoyable the most enjoyable thing to watch on WrestleMania this weekend, I was really, ex- I was really, my, my expectations were low uh, for this whole WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. for the most part, they lived up to those low expectations. But Undertaker versus AJ Styles, I really liked. It's something that, you know, like, um, I, like you, Jack, I'm kind of like off of empty arena wrestling. Like yeah, Monday night, I-, I watched a movie. And I and the movie only ended just in time for me to watch that uh, Drew McIntyre Big Show match. Um, so I'm kind of like, yeah, I can't really take five more hours of WWE Empty Arena Wrestling. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Two hours of AEW, I might be able to take, but like. Eight, so five, three, no, so five hours, eight, five, seven hours. That's seven hours of empty arena wrestling over three nights. I think that's way too much. Um, I might limit it to AEW myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know. Well, you normally get like, something you can take away from AEW whenever you watch it. You're like, well, you know, we got the the, the debut of the Exalted One. We got the uh, Lance Archer and all that stuff. And then this week you had Chris Jericho uh, with Vanguard in the hot tub and all that. And it was a steamy scene. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs to well, bear witness to that. But uh, there was no Matt Hardy, but the Matt Hardy from the week before was kind of disappointing. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> if that's wrestling, this Matt Hardy stuff and uh, and uh, more uh, <laughs> you're really matches. looking for a lot of reasons to stop watching. No, they? I think well, I think they're both in the same category. Just. <laughs> Just the shits, just mm. stuff that's beyond any like form of reality of any kind. And just, I don't want to see people teleporting, and <laughs> I don't want to see that we're looking in someone's, you know, their deepest fears inside their mind. Mm-hmm, this stuff mm-hmm. is, it's not wrestling. It's some just awful thing. You, it's like, uh, I was going to say this anyway. I was even mentioning this to uh, Matt, uh, Matt Mark Maple, who posted it, but. Uh, it does seem like something I would see on Adult Swim. Yeah. It seems like. But it, it doesn't fit on it. You can't, like, all of a sudden they're having matches and then we cut to inside someone's mind. Or an alternate dimension. It's just the shits. It's like something from Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Plus it's written by someone who's people that aren't funny at all. Like wrestling writers aren't like aren't Hollywood writers, or even not even Hollywood, but like a like. Would you want to watch a movie written by the people that wrote that? No, I don't think I would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because obviously somebody likes this stuff. So. Oh boy, not me. Sorry, what else brings up uh, Lance selling for Marco stunt? Do you think that was a mistake? No, because he barely did. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, Cornette went insane on this and said it buried uh, Lance Archer, but uh, it was just a squash match. Like he he did a couple hope spots, but didn't take a bump or anything. I don't. I thought thought that was that was uh. That's Cordetta is worse to me when he's just this really strange uh, bias towards AEW because that was just a basic squash match. I actually thought it was awesome because he, he was throwing Mark around by his head. He did this crazy suplex where he threw him across the entire uh, ring. Mm-hmm. And I thought the, the visual of Marco stunt being so small next to, to, Lance, to Lance Archer, like it really put over Lance Archer as this giant. I actually thought it was a, it was, that was a great debut for Lance Archer. I mean, like, doesn't anybody remember like superstars of wrestling every 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 exactly. weekend? That's all, these, saying, all these guys oh, would do the same thing. They might yeah. get a punch and maybe a couple of punches in, but most of the time they'd be getting their asses kicked. Yeah, every that's single, exactly what this was. This yeah. was like a, a Midnight Express for some Alkies from from WCW. You know, Saturday night. They might do one move or something, and they didn't really sell it, and then they beat him. Now, did the did the Midnight Express look like, oh, my God, I can't believe they beat the Mulkies? Like, no, obviously not, just like this, but they looked like, hey, they just beat the, the shit out of these guys. It's exi- It was just a very typical squash match. It's been done in wrestling forever. Yep. And it, was, it was done with a guy that's actually um, 
liked and known by the crowd as opposed to like a local job guy. So uh, I don't understand the, the criticism of that match. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that, um, jeez. Oh, uh, I think, you know, Braun Strowman winning that belt from Goldberg, um, is going to be like, um, it was like a band aid. Um, I don't expect Braun to hold that title very long. I'm glad he finally won it. Yes, it was kind of late. Yeah, but I you know. I don't agree. Like it's like why even do it when there's no build to the guy at all? Why why do a title change when maybe Goldberg's not no, sticking around? Like, well, then just wait till he till you ha- you can put it on the guy you actually want to put it on. Or maybe I thought it was like really lame booking. Well, you know, I. I he might have an extended run, if only because Vince is going to wait until the yeah fans why are did, in the Why did you again. even have the Fiend lose the belt? What's that? Why did you even? Have, I I'm not a fan of the Fiend, but the guy was mm-hmm. over. You built them up for like months, six months or nine months, to get get beat by Goldberg, to have then Goldberg lose the belt to a guy that they haven't pushed in a while in a match that had no build. Well, I think well, they just the Roman well, Reigns being think, out. Yeah, exactly. I was going to make that point. They were they were like building towards Roman like Reigns. This isn't a real event. This isn't like, like oh man, we have to go to the championship committee and put someone else in this match. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, let's let's not do this match right just now. Just cancel the match. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll, all right, Goldberg, you're gonna go over, and we'll pay you, you know, to do your to to lose the reins on the next show or, or Red Red SummerSlam or whatever. Why do you need the belt on a guy that's going to be actively wrestling right now when you have, don't even have like shows in front of people, and you have no house shows or anything? Yeah. What does it matter? It's actually the uh, t- good time to have it on a guy like that if you're going to have it on a guy like that at all. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> maybe they're afraid but... Goldberg would refuse and just run the belt over with his truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. I was looking forward to Edge versus Randy Orton uh, um, more than any other match on WrestleMania um, night one or night two. I was kind of disappointed by it it was kind of like a a sure cure for uh, insomnia. It went on for like a half an hour. And it just was not. um, I mean, I was getting bored by it. I thought they could have they could have knocked off a good half of it, like fifteen minutes of it, and just gone right to the finish at the top of the truck, and um, mm-hmm. it would have been a better match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I did like the ending, the the bit where Edge, you know, he's you know, you just basically stand back and you watch he, Edge looking at the chair, Edge picking up the chair, Edge hesitating before using the chair, Edge's facials. After he uh, used the chair. <laughs> what did you think of this one um, of Lexar? Because it were, I mean, Lexar's probably going to talk about the same show, so we might as well get pe- uh, both people's you know opinions on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. About, maybe uh, no oh, my lord. He was talking about Edge versus Randy Orton. Well, uh, I think uh, it's okay. It's maybe it's a, it's a little slow, a little lengthy. A little slow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it, 
it, I like the way they brought all over the performance center, though. Because I've never been to the performance center. I hear they're like fans. <laughs> That's your reasoning for liking it? So you could actually see like the performance center? Yes, I've never like, been to I'm the performance center. Tour, so I, like this, I'm taking a tour of the performance center. <laughs> yeah. Christ, it went on for half hour, Jack. Christ. My lord. I don't, know, I don't know. I hear they're like, Were you, have you been eating paint what? chips? No. Did you take any sudden head trauma? Uh, no. But I did enjoy WrestleMania. I did enjoy the two-day yeah. weekend. Yes, yes, I did. Come on. It, it, it's like uh, it's like Christmas. It's oh like uh, WrestleMania. That's Intra, did you feel up. like? Did you feel like? Oh man, this is two nights of Christmas. No, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was two nights of like me having to clean out a porta potty or something. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Uh huh. I'll say the first night I was like more like willing to give it a shot. I was up for it, and then like the second night. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. But as the show went on, I was just like, oh, I really wish this was over. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, all right, what else go? What else did you, your opinions on this, uh, Butler, Stevie? So, um, so yeah, I, I really, did, I, I did like um, Charlotte versus Rhea. Um, surprised that Charlotte won until I was reading what uh, was on the internet here about Rhea Ripley. Uh, and then it kind of makes sense why Charlotte won the belt. Um, apparently Rhea's, uh, Rhea, Rhea had to, had to go home because she, um, was it her, her visa expired or something? Mm-hmm. And so she had to go home and she might not make it back, um, with this, um, coronavirus going going in uh, the US uh, but they had a good match I mean I th- I've, I've always impressed with um, Charlotte I thought, it was, I thought it was a good match too yeah uh, however the women's the other women's match um, uh, Bailey retaining the belt I was kind of agreeing with what you were saying earlier I think if Lacey if, if going forward Lacey Evans is going to be like a baby face she needs to lose the whole gimmick, the whole sassy Southern bad yeah, it's gimmick. Yeah, sh- it's the shits as, as a baby face. And they've done vignettes where she talks about like having this kid and, and being in uh, in the Gulf War and and or not the Gulf War, but oh, oh, you know over there, like just uh, if you're gonna talk about her real life, you just have her. That's her character. That's a better character that she was like this. We've never really had a woman character like that, where it's like a, an actual military, you know, war hero mil- in the military and stuff. Just go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Change the whole outfit, you know. Change everything about it, because like, um. So I guess they're holding Dang, off on. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're getting a visitor. Mm-hmm. So He's they're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty wants to eat. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, wow. Um, 
I think Kitty's saying she's been infected with the corona. Uh-oh. No, apparently cat animals can't get it. No, yeah, that's they, what I hear. No, they just, uh, they just, uh, I don't know why they tricked a, a tiger, but a tiger had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor tiger. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd been timed out. So, um, yeah, Bailey retaining the belt. Uh, now, unlike... <laughs> Unlike what you were saying, Jack, I like Bailey as a heel, though. I don't. I, one thing I did like I about think this WrestleMania. The internet's obsessed with heels, is why yeah. I like it. One thing I did like about this WrestleMania was all the trash talking that went on because you, you got to hear all the trash talking because of the empty arena. Mm-hmm. Like Bailey, Undertaker, AJ Styles. Um, a lot the of these. AJ Styles one's a little different. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, I enjoyed that because I could finally hear it. Like um, normally, you'd probably be it'd be drowned out by the crowd noise if there was crowd noise. Um, yeah, the highlight the highlight spot for me for the whole night was uh, Ko when he kind of like disappeared, and I was going, "Oh, where'd he go?" And then the camera pans up to him on top of the WrestleMania sign, and I thought, "Oh, he's going to do the Shane McMahon spot." Um, and sure enough, he did. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that was cool. Andrew, uh, you've been a long, uh, long time, uh, hater of when they point to the sign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if next year they just point to the ceiling fan? Hmm. <laughs> like we're going to the, <laughs> I hope to God it's not in the performance center next year. And if it is, at least they'd be able to add a few people in the crowd. Maybe, hopefully. Why not just like CG some fans in or something? I don't know. I agree. <laughs> I noticed that they actually uh, muted the the uh, the people in the ring a couple times because I think they were calling spots. Mm-hmm. There was like a you could tell like it went from. Like this kind of a dull silence to like an actual silence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you've ever edited audio and stuff, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Which was, was uh, kind of amused me, I guess. So I didn't watch, like I said, I didn't watch Monday Night Raw la- uh, last night except for the big show uh, Drew match. Um, well, I'm kind of glad that, uh, I, you know, Brock lost the belt and that Drew has the belt. Yes, it sucks that he did it in an empty arena, but um, having at least having Drew as the champ, um, it might resurrect uh, Seth Rollins' career because I expect there's going to be the inevitable Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre feud for the belt. Um, that's sure more than likely going to come soon. Um, so. Maybe I'll start watching again if um, I read that uh, that's coming up. But <laughs> I'm kind of. Like, I'm not. I'm not interested in any feud right now. Like uh, unless we have like. I know it's a broken record. What can they do? Yeah. I just can't get into the show without without the crowd. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, Andrew, so can I you might... really get into any feud right now? Is there any feud like that they would do, and you'd be like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> Well, I, I was a little into the Dolph Ziggler Otis feud. I did want to see what happened with that, but what, is it? It's not. It's definitely been hindered by the lack of fan participation. 
Yeah, and that started when they were fans. So, like, right mm-hmm. now, going forward, would there be something like that you think would ever like really get you going? Mm, it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't think so. Not right now. Lexar was loving it though, because he got to take a you know a, a virtual tour of the, the performance center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. So. So I may be watching movies on Monday if um, because, like I said, I just can't take three straight hours more of this every week. And I heard I did hear that they did they did films a lot of stuff. I guess while they could going forward, I'm not sure are the, if they're um, like is the state of Florida going to try and stop them from going back to the performance center, or are they going to try and keep doing the performance center? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, but wow. uh, I know there's more. You know they're getting with stricter rules. I actually read that they're thinking about uh, doing 21 foot, uh, not WWE, just in general though, 21 foot um, for social distancing. I don't know how that would be possible. How you'd keep 21 feet away from people? But. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, they're even closing some convenience stores here, which was strange. I thought. Uh, I don't know. They have a cure curf- curfew in Boston, which I don't get that either. Because I, th- I think if anything, that would make you be out at the same time as other people. Because like I went for a walk last night at like uh, midnight, and there, I didn't see, honestly see one single person. But like, if you do it, like it. Uh, so the curfew in Boston is you have to be inside by uh, nine, and then you can't be mm-hmm. out again uh, till the morning. Yeah. So if you did that, you'd be kind of forced to be outside when other people are outside. So I didn't. I don't really understand. Understand that. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Someone told me it's so they don't go to clubs, but all clubs are closed. So <clears throat> again, I don't understand. <laughs> How are you going to go to a club? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Anyway, hopefully uh, we return to normal at some point, but I don't. I don't know. But anyway, we don't want to. We don't want to uh, uh, get everyone down in the dumps. Lexar, what was your yes, favorite, what was your favorite part of the WrestleMania? The Boneyard match. The what? The Boneyard match. Really? So you're loving that? Yes. Well, that that was uh, that was Mr. Uh, Stevens. Up in um, in uh, Butlerville, that was his favorite part too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say it's a wonderful masterpiece. It's a, it's like watching it, a movie. It was a, oh yeah, it was definitely a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Metallica theme uh, when Undertaker rolled in and rolled out of. Um, I enjoyed everything. Uh, I discovered uh, some behind-the-scenes facts about the uh, Boneyard match, but you don't care about the behind-the-scenes stuff. No, go with that. I don't say it. It's up. Okay. There's plenty of parts to this. Um, uh, part one uh, is filmed uh, in the graveyard, but uh, they just wanted more than the graveyard. They wanted the uh, buildings, uh, that form, that barn, uh, a couple of other things, so... They, they, they had to increase the budget for the Boneyard match. And uh, they literally filmed the Boneyard match in graveyard hours. They filmed it from 9 p.m. to 5 in the morning. 
So all of the cast and crew, the, the Undertaker, Styles, so C, Triple H, Michael Hayes, camera, the camera crew, and uh, directors and all that stuff, they were there from 9 p.m. to 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. For match. Mm-hmm. And they left Damn. it a mess. So in the span of a one week, they have to build a set and clean it up. So... And Undertaker and Styles, that match uh, created such a mess in that field, so they had to clean it up. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and that classic hand sticking out of the grave, Triple H and uh, Isaac Hay- My- and Michael Hayes. They- yeah, your boy Michael Hayes intro was supposedly in charge of the uh, the Boneyard match. And then... Um... Doc, I mean, uh, Brother Love was the guy behind the um, The Bray Wyatt one. The Bray Wyatt one. Mm. I would say Michael Hayes definitely went out in in those two. For me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say just out of sheer insanity, I like the uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena one better. Man, I don't know. I don't know about anyone's sanity is liking that. <laughs> I'm not saying I liked it. <laughs> I well, guys, that was that was definitely um, one of the one of the most what the fuck moments in my watching that I have ever 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 seen. John Cena, the the yeah, I said the big blue cage. John uh, NWO John Cena. Uh, John Cena rapper, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm watching this, and you know, in a way, I'm liking it. I recognize it's the shittiest thing ever, but I'm liking it for just for the car crash, car crash aspect of it. Like, um, this is how this is how Bray Wyatt gets his win back in this weird. That's not a hallucinogenic kind. Come on. <laughs> you just got to enjoy it for what it was. No, I yeah. don't have to enjoy it. I hated it. <laughs> oh well. Well, they 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 made do with what they had, and you know, I liked it. I <laughs> I'm with Clinton here. Fire Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh, I'm for that too. Yeah. Uh, I hate that I'm taking up for. Uh, I'm not really taking up for him, but yeah, I wouldn't mind if they just fired him. I I like it when he gets fired. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, Mister uh, Stevens? No, I think I will just uh, mute my mic and listen for the to the rest of the show. All right, you're a good man, Steven. Mm-hmm. We love you. All right, Lexar, what else is going on? I, I got to tell you what, WrestleMania is in for the books, so I'm not sure what's going to be happening for the next couple of months with this pandemic going on. They're still promoting Money in the Bank, but I'm not sure it's going to happen. Can you imagine though. watching the Money in the Bank show with no crowd? Yeah, my God. That's a, oh, my God. Yeah, because, I mean, that's a, that's a ladder match, and... <laughs> And I, I stayed at like the weirdest match, I think. Well, I guess it wasn't weirder than some of the other stuff. But it was just the non-fan reaction was so strange to me. 
on that one. Yeah. So yeah, there would be like climbing the ladder and like no one, mm-hmm. just see no one doing anything. Oh, no excitement, right. just or just climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And they're gonna do something similar to that uh, tomorrow night on NXT with the uh, women's uh, NXT number one contender. Okay, I'll just take your word for it. Because mm-hmm. I'll never watch it. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Yeah, but you watch AEW Dynamite with no crowd either, too. Uh, so. They they actually have. Uh, I will say if if they continue to not have a crowd, I, pro- I wouldn't watch it either. But they because uh, the week they didn't have a crowd is definitely a big uh, big letdown, a big drop. But they um, they do do uh, something different, and that is they have uh, the wrestlers in the crowd, which does add to the atmosphere. Hmm. Much different atmosphere when they have the the guys out in the crowd. Definitely yeah. uh, not as good with as an actual crowd, but it uh, is this step up from no crowd. Would you agree with that, injury? Oh, most most for sure. You know, absolutely. All right. Anything else, Mister R, Mister Lex, Lexi baby, <laughs> Lexi baby. Uh, let's see. Um, Flexi Lexi. Flexi Lexi. Are you pumped? Do you have big muscles? Uh, not really. I wish I had big muscles. Like yeah. Scott Steiner size, like mm-hmm. arms. You ever and think then... of getting those injections where they put like the synth oil in you? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't advise it. No. If he, if he was, yeah. yeah Just a good look. It. No, it's it's a bad look. <laughs> All right. All right, Lexi, what's do what's happening? I, I got a, what's shaking, what's baking? I got a question. It's quaking. Uh, I, got, huh, I got a question from the Headyverse. Right. Now if uh if the Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard right. match were full length feature films, which one will you give an Oscar nominee and win? Oh, well, definitely neither one would ever get an Oscar nomination. Uh, if they were films, uh, the Boneyard match would be like this, you know, bad, like, like a bad, uh, like Seagal movie or something. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be just this something, just this God, like a really, it'd be like some idiot who was trying to make like a, uh, their version of like Twin Peaks or something. But it wouldn't be done. It would be done by like some more. It would be like Mike Messier trying to make a, a, his version of Twin Peaks. That would be unwatchable for like a feature film. Neither would get Oscars. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. watch either one as feature films either. I'd be shocked if wrestling ever got an Oscar. Just like mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Well, Can what w- any WWE film was considered for an Oscar? Mm-hmm. No, but what um. What promo insure or angle in wrestling would most would you see like if that would become a if that was a feature length movie would be the most Oscar worthy? Mm. Like like uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes talking about you know uh, sacrificing and stuff, hard times, the hard times promo by Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, 
something like that. Like, uh, definitely uh, one of Shawn Michaels' angles for WrestleMania normally always gets me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Really? Yeah. I'm a like, big Michaels uh, fan as far as promos go. Uh, yeah, he's had some good ones. Like, I mean, they're really believable. Like, especially his run after, like, you know, he was gone, you know, for a while and he came back. I thought he had some really good ones. Just normally always for his WrestleMania build up. Like, yeah, some really good stuff. Mm, but, well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's really good. Uh,. Mm-hmm. How about like well, that time when Dixie Carter talked to the the whole TNA? Uh, tra- <laughs> uh, uh, no, that, that, that would definitely not be. You, know. uh, you better watch out. That's your buddy. Uh, she's a very nice lady. I was mm-hmm. I was a real uh, I was a real uh, suggestion. Um, let's see, how about the time Stephanie bought ECW or said she was the owner of ECW? <laughs> no, that's definitely a very low. Light. All right. How, how about the Paul Heyman uh, speech at Barely Legal when he's talking all the the re- that you see in uh in the documentary? That's pretty. That sweet. was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Terry Funk's retirement speech. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or, there you uh, go. Yeah. How about when Rick Flair versus Shawn Michaels? That was how good about match. when uh, the one man gang becomes Akeem? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can play that on TV nowadays. Oh, really? Okay. That would be cool. I would think actually the whole Jive Soul Bro could be made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, the, 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 the he's you know the whole video. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. All right. Should we get to these questions? Certainly. All right. Vic Schiavone. He wants to know if Big Show had won the WWE title last night, would that on top of the Firefly Funhouse match may been the end of In Your Head? Well, I didn't see it. And honestly, I think whoever's a champ during this period really doesn't matter. Um, Brian Matthew Clutter, how many times have you binge watched Tiger King and the Big Show show? <laughs> I will say that I'm uh, I'm sure because of the reaction on the internet that this is an interesting documentary, but I think it's already been just ruined for me just because everybody posts about it, and I think I've uh, I pretty much know what the end is. So yeah, yeah. I have no interest in watching it. Um, Stephen Butler. Do you think do you think Vince McMahon influenced President Trump to reopen the United States economy so that WWE can resume and or the XFL can return? <laughs> he hasn't actually reopened, but I don't know. What what do you think? It's like, listen, pal, you got to restart this so we can bring back the XFL. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he just like beside himself at this point and he doesn't know what to make of all this but uh, I'm sure he wants to get both things back and going but. Mm-hmm. I mean who wouldn't I mean uh, this could potentially bankrupt the like I, I air everybody mm-hmm. I know like there's a restaurant chain that shut down called Logan Steakhouse around me and they had a bunch of other locations and they, they fired everybody and they closed their doors mm-hmm. so they won't be back 
It's bad times. Al, ooh, um, wants to know, since Teddy Hart's girlfriend dropped the charges against him and they are staying together, does that mean he didn't do anything wrong and that the guy pulled the gun on Teddy for no reason? Hmm. He says this is using intro logic. Uh, Not necessarily, I don't think. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say what happens with any situation when you're not there, but I mean, I'm sure some bad stuff went down. I'm not sure what exactly happened. I'm sure nothing good has happened no. uh, in anything involving Teddy Hart. <laughs> He's a strange person. Uh, Alb says he put up a poll um, and the people have spoken. They want you to review Tiger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you get it? It's just on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Nikhil Callahan. He's uh, narrowed it down to three questions this time. He's really, uh, he's really slacking off. Do you think eventually we'll see Jeff Hardy, brother Nero, and AEW? Hmm. Interesting. Possibly. I, I really hope AEW doesn't turn into the Matt Hardy show. Yeah. I, they might want to hold off on it <laughs> for when there's like some audience or uh-huh. start doing some more of those crazy things behind the scenes and got to get, get uh, Senior Benjamin in there. And, uh, but. Hmm. Do you think we will ever see Bully Ray in WWE? I don't think so. I think if we were going to, it would have been that last run when they were there. I'm really sad we didn't, though. I would have liked to have seen a Bully Ray run in WWE. Or anywhere, honestly. Would you look forward to a potential all-Indian WrestleMania six-man tag match next year? It would be Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers versus Rinku Singh, Saurav, Gurjar and Akam. Hell yeah, do it up. What do you think, mm-hmm. Incher? Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Throw it to Tonka if you're going to do an all-Indian match. Al-Ub, thoughts on Hannibal possibly having to cut out his own skin cancer because Canada is making him wait to have surgery. I wouldn't advise him to do that. I wouldn't either. That does suck, though, because I know some people. uh, I know a person, a friend of the show, who is uh, getting reversal surgery like I had on their um, colostomy bag. And it's been uh, postponed because it's not, it's not, you know, not essential. Uh, That's really a shame. Mm hmm. Al Ulb, well, in your head, trademark the name Chris. Benoit Jr. to prevent David Benoit from using it. Maybe for real petty assholes like WWE. <laughs> yeah, but no. Mm-hmm. Juju B. Who else do you think gets exposed by the truth hacker? Who else will get exposed? Hmm. The truth hacker. Who will he suspect? I think no one. I think we'll never see any more of it. <laughs> Well, hopefully they have uh, another little segment, Uh, but uh, like knowing WWE, I mean, it's very possible (laughs) that they don't do anything again. Um, Who will get exposed by the truth hacker? Um, hmm. 
I think it will. Uh, uh, the reason Roman Reigns didn't show up for the match will be exposed. Ooh, How does Incher feel about Jack now loving Friday the 13th Part 5? I don't love it. I really don't love any of them, but I do think it's, I do enjoy it more now that mm-hmm. I've watched it in uh, later years. I, don't, I, mean, I think it, it, it's an underrated movie. I don't think it deserves all the hate. I think uh, when you're probably when it came out at first and you know, you, it's not, it's not Jason. It's like, it's kind of like watching Halloween three at that time. Mm-hmm. But re- if you watch it now, um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad movie compared, you know, comparatively to the other ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think it's great by any means, but I think it's an enjoyable Friday 13th movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't think any Friday 13th is like gone with the wind status or anything like that. But I mean, like as far as Friday 13th part five, I mean, it's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two. It's it's fun for shits and giggles, you know? Yeah, I think it'd be more compared to part three, where part three is just kind of like this part three of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where part two is like this really bizarre comedy version of the first one mm-hmm. and but i do like just like a typical slasher movie i do like the moment at the end where like uh tommy jarvis is all wigging out because he's like he's like having like flashbacks of jason and like you know like when he first sees him and stuff yeah. so. and i think it has a good uh you know at those end of the movies where they, they kind of the big chase scene and they're finding mm-hmm. all the dead bodies i think that, that's it's it's good in that part in part five Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you got the scream, the the high pitched scream by the uh, the kid who got molested and and um, different strokes. <laughs> His character got molested, right? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, by the, but, by the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah, and that where he's from? That guy, the old guy, I think. Oh, probably. You would have to pay me a lot of money to play like a child molester. Like I know <laughs> it's acting, but like that would that be really a role you want to be known as? Mm-mm, no. Uh, Al Ulb, would you name your son Adolf for three hundred thousand dollars? No, I don't have a son, but yeah, well, sure. You can just call him Adolfo, and afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I wouldn't want to do that to anybody for any amount of money. Dobbs Dean Mia, tell Intra, tell him. Tell tell him what? Who is Cock? Oh. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Is Dobbs smoking crack with Tazo or something? <laughs> I think he's trying to create a new how big his cock. Mm. I think. All right. Let's see. Where were we? Uh, John Barker, any plans to get the crew together and rewatch old pay-per-view shows? Um, yeah, I would like to do those again. I, I really like the mm. WrestleMania. I uh, would love you guys to commentate on the two CM. Ah, I don't want to. I don't really want to do. Do you? I. I if we were going to do that, I don't want to do commentary over like uh, UFC oh. fights. Oh, 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 oh. 
I know, I really want punk to. fights. Yeah, that I wouldn't really want to do that. I'd want to do old, old, uh, old wrestling pay per views. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Mint will Jack watch Empty Arena AEW tomorrow, or did WrestleMania destroy him? Well, I'm going to give it a shot. I really hope they have the uh, the fit, the wrestlers at the ringside that definitely add some atmosphere to the show. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in love with AEW either. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, hurt, but for, but there's definitely better. There's that stuff on there that I have enjoyed though. Oh, uh, I like really Jake the, the Snake stuff. The first week was great with yeah, the, it was all really the good debuts, show. and then uh, there was a drop off in the next two weeks. Yeah, so. but at least they have the people at the ringside again. I do think that adds to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess they taped two months of shows. They were saying in the chat. Oh, really? Yeah, that's never. I know. Right now, it's probably, but it's never. It never makes for good shows when you tape a whole bunch at once. Mm. Poor Tony. He kept messing up on uh, on uh, Darby Allen's name. He kept calling him Sammy. He yeah, kept thinking he was Sammy. Mm-hmm. If it was a, a tape show, why didn't they like fix that? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe that, mean, he that messed might, up that on might it several times. Yeah, that might have been live. Oh, I see. I see. Vince Rudo, what will, what video game related item will interest spend his stimulus check on? Mm, what video game related item will I spend much? Bowl. No, <laughs> I don't think I would spend a thousand two hundred dollars <laughs> on Techno Bowl. <laughs> You buy like a thousand copies of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had to get back to you on that. I was thinking about buying the uh, VR headset for the computer, yeah. but because they got a new Half Life game for uh, the headset, you know, What's and that? it's like you connect it to your computer, but your computer has to be like real uh, beefy too. So, what's that? Uh, Half-Life is a first-person shooter that was released on the computer. It's probably probably one of my favorite game series, but I'm not going to be able to play it because my I don't computer's... Like, I don't like those games, first-person shooters. Yeah, well, Half-Life is really good. So. Half-Life is... It costs $1,200? Uh, it, it, to buy the headset is very expensive. I think, like, if you want, like, the... Uh, uh, what's the one the 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 HTC one or whatever? It's 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 about like a, it's a virtual reality headset, and they have controllers with it and all that. But like I only want it for one game, so it's like I really don't want to be dropping all this money on it for one game. So. Maybe they'll put out some more. Maybe they'll put out like a new Duck Hunt or something. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're like you're like a, a VR headset salesman <laughs> right now, aren't you? Uh-huh. Man, that would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Like a virtual reality duck hunt. Oh yeah, that would be pretty cool. What was the other shooting game where it was like something alley? Oh, Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley. There you go. How about that? They need a new version of that. And you got Gumshoe, yeah. Wild Gunman. Oh. Uh, what's another shooting game? Uh, Chiller. <laughs> I hear it doesn't even work with the freaking uh, gun. Uh, yeah. Then you had the Super Scope 6. Like, Holy oh. shit, there's a fucking duck just flew over my head. You just be like shooting in the ah. You get your dog running around your feet. Mm-hmm. 
But I thought about this and I thought I really don't even have the room in my room to be like wandering around with a headset on. So. Is it the uh, what's I going to say? Is it the idea of virtual reality though it doesn't take up a lot of room? Yeah, I just I just don't have the room. I just, yeah. So the, you can also have like a seated mode like uh, with it but like I don't know. That might not be as good. Plus, I don't feel like just walking around. That kind of feels silly at first, I bet. Uh, Golgo says, serious question. What is worse, fans at wrestling shows or a few wrestling fans? I mean, no fans at a wrestling show or a few wrestling fans at a show that make hardly any noise. Uh, I would say no no fans are worse. Yeah, I'd say the, no. the last The last... The less atmosphere is the worst. So mm-hmm. having a few fans making no noise is bad, but then even worse than that is having no fans. So for me, my opinion, the more fans and the more people like into it is better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dobbs, I've taken a break from watching wrestling since I stopped having crowds. I could do with some recommendations on stuff to watch on Netflix and YouTube. Okay. Well, think hmm. of some, I don't know. Netflix. Uh, have they had any like big shows recently? I know yeah, that, that that Tiger uh, net that Tiger. Doctor. Yeah. Uh, geez, probably, I've been, probably, I've been, probably anything I watch, he doesn't want to watch. Well, I, I know Star Trek's on there, so he could watch. Like I've been watching the Next Generation, so or is he just wanting something new? I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm still on the second season, but the seasons are really long. So, you know, they're like 22 episodes. So. Yeah, I binge watched the whole uh, the whole series back mm-hmm. in the day. It was that first thing I ever binge watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just uh, watched the episode where they're uh, like introduced to the Borg. So. Mm, that's good. That's pretty near the end, isn't it? Uh, what, well, seasons? It probably they do come in later, but this is season two. So. Oh, really? I, I, didn't, I mean, it's been a while, but I can remember. I, I guess uh, so. Q, he like sent yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He like introduced him to him and showed him like how powerful they were. Dobbs Dean Maya, I think you should stop doing any more in your head Hall of Fame since we have all the best people in there already. I think I think the Heady versus packed with Hall of Famers and, and mm-hmm. everyone. Deserving well again. Mm-hmm. Dobbs Dean Maya wants to know Are you moist? Hmm. Nope. Vince Rudo, do you <laughs> think. I'm not sure what the good answer is for that. No, I don't know either. Vince Rudo, do you think Stephen Butler would be a good butler? Huh. Can he cook? Well, I guess a butler doesn't cook. Mm-hmm. Is he obedient? I mean, he doesn't seem like he'd really talk back. No. You know, I think you could slap him around a little bit if you get out of line. Are right. you allowed to do that to a butler? Just like no, I don't think so. Uh, d- does he have like good like uh, knowledge to share with you when in your time of need? I mean, does that he... always happens in the Batman movies. Mm, it's true. Uh, does he know like the proper placements for like you know your salad fork and stuff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure he knows that. 
Damian Smith, if you were in charge of WWE, would you have sacrificed SummerSlam by moving Mania 36 to August? I don't think you, it's like one or the other. I think you'd still have both. But it, it, if that was your only option for some reason, yes. WrestleMania is much bigger than SummerSlam. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I think this. I think you sacrificed Mania by having it now. Did enter... Vince Ruto, did Intra cream his jeans when Manic and Suicide teamed up? <laughs> I did. I wasn't aware of this, so I haven't had an opportunity to. Cream oh my man, jeans. spoiled for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I knew Manic was back, but I haven't watched the episode where they teamed together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Ruto, which wrong turn movie is the most true to life? You got to go with the original, right? I would probably, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Man. And like, you know, Henry Rollins was in like the third one and he wasn't kicking no ass. He got killed within no time. So yeah, it's it was like, a pretty bad. Whichever one it was with him was not good. I know it's <laughs> going out on a limb, but. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have Henry Rollins kicking ass. Yeah. So the newest, um, Dark Side of the Ring intro tonight was about the. I'll be watching a little bit here. It was about um, what is this? What a, a brawl for all! Oh, really? Which does not seem like a, a fitting episode, but we'll find out. Maybe there was more dark stuff going on mm-hmm. in brawl for all than I know. Maybe people were like permanently hurt from it or something. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could still be entertaining, you know. Anyway, maybe they got what? What's his name? Gun Bart Gun. It could be. I don't know who's on it. We'll find like out. Maybe they can dug him out. Because mm-hmm. I know Billy said that last time he seen him, he was like huge. So. Mm-hmm. Now, anything else? Sad story. Maybe. Anything else there, Mr. Biceps, before we uh, ride off together into the sunset? I'll say yippee-ki-yay-yay Ride along little doggies Yep, yep, you, yeah. Hell yeah! Big thanks to uh, Sonny Ono. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That was very fun. We'll be having some guests coming up here in the near future. I, from my understanding, uh, the Raging Bull Manny Fernandez will be returning to the show soon. Oh, excellent. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a bunch of other people. That are being, uh, George South will be returning. Uh, and there's somebody I just emailed about today. Uh, someone, uh, let me get this. It's the author of a book. It's going to be coming on, uh, ECW press is sending it out. It's like the true story of, um, Andre, the giant. Oh, excellent. Sure. Let me see who wrote this book. While you do that, I'd just like to plug Pro Wrestling Tees. They sent me an email about a raffle they're having for signed wrestling figures. Really? And it ends tonight. And I entered for $1. Ah, damn. Well, $1.06 with the sales tax. Ah, Jesus. I thought, what the hell? I'll throw them a dollar six cents. Pat LaProd. Uh, wrote the book. Um, 
He's uh, been pro wrestling for more than 15 years. He was the field producer for HBO's critically acclaimed documentary, Andre the Giant. Interesting. Oh, cool. So he'll be coming on the show soon. He also was the co-writer of the Pat Patterson uh, biography. Sounds like good times. Yeah. So we'll have him on the show. We're talking about Andre the Giant um, in the coming weeks. Um, some uh, classic guests will be returning. I understand Dr. D. David Schultz will also be on the show soon with uh, the co-writer of his book. Oh, excellent. That would be very cool. I've been wanting him on uh, for, for many a year, and sure. Dr. Mm-hmm. D. David Schultz. That'll be fun. Oh, so, yeah. uh, we'll try to get some more guests here on the show because, uh, there's not a lot of the rest that I'm really, uh, eager to talk about. Not until this whole thing's over with. Eh? Yeah. So we'll do some guests. We'll still talk, I, take questions from the Hediverse. I do think this could help us out in a way because like people are just stuck at home. That's true. <laughs> I've been doing a bazillion interviews for uh, for the other podcast because mm-hmm. people have nothing to do. Burt Ward interview will be coming up. Uh, I'll be interviewing Anita Pointer tomorrow from the Pointer Sisters. Those are going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Jones will be live on uh, Without Your Head Thursday. Uh, the writer and director... Of the classic Leprechaun. Excellent. It'll be a lot of fun to talk to the man who created Leprechaun. All right, Incher. What do you say? Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Until next week, this is Jackie Jones. I'm always one-inch biceps. And this was in... Your head. Say that, Steve. Head. Yeah, I said your. I thought I you know. I was trying to get Stephen to say head, but oh, oh. But whatever. In your head. Fuck it. I didn't realize Stephen was still here. He's looking. All right, I take it back. He's not Butler material. Look at him. He looks kind of cute. It's. It, could he be our Steve? Could he be like our Mister Belvedere? Mm, Wesley. No, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I do speak a, a, a nice little accent, if you want my toe. It's mm-hmm. uh, not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, That's pretty good. good. I think it saved the ending. Before that, was a shit ending, but I think we're good now. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks, bitches. Boy! Yeah! Ha! I don't know what any of that meant, but fuck it. <laughs> Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small, no, no, no Andre could drink, and he could fight Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small, no, no, no Andre could drink, and he could fight Drink, 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 and a fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small, no, no, no Andre was great, he was not bad A great big heart and a great big man Andre was big, yeah, yeah, yeah It was not small, no, no, no Andre could drink and he could fight Drink, drink, drink and a fight, fight, fight Andre the Giant From Grenoble, France